everybody have a happy saturday night and uh yeah it's it's a good one it's mutiny radio.fm and this is ek keith good night It's the best of times. It's the worst of times. I don't really know. I'm more of a reader. Tonight, SK welcomes Eve Arden, Edna May Oliver, Helen Broderick, and Zazu Pitts. And now, <laughs> it is a far, far better thing that he does. I'm talking about Pilates. SK Martin. Wow, that's fantastic. Thank you. Did I do it too fast? A little fast, but that's fine. We didn't. We didn't do a run through. I guess you could say I'm ahead of my time. <laughs> hey, no, but that was good though. Thank you very much for doing that. Pete is not here tonight, so let's make our introduction. Our regular full-time co-host and resident chanteur is not Peter Feliciano. Let's give a big round of applause for Andrew Holmgren. Oh, thank you. Returning, thank uh, you. one of our best guests we've ever had. Oh yeah, I yeah. did it. We had you a couple times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We did the the live show yeah. over at the what's it's called place. <laughs> That's about right. Yeah, We've got a the good what's parking it's spot at that show. That's about the best we can hope for. Yeah, over there. Yeah, yeah. We didn't come away really thrilled, but but thank you very much for letting us use the place to the people listening. Okay, we want to greet the adoring throng and welcome to SK Morton's lousy San Francisco podcast. Another night in the bomb shelter. They'll be here in about ten minutes. <laughs> and okay, I want to get right to our guest. Yeah. Because, well, that's why he's here, and we're under the gun with the clock anyway. I want everyone to know that you, you, you have your mind somewhere else. Our guest, we'll start with his achievements. You are the winner of the 2013 Jimmy mm. Gunn's Best Newcomer Award. Yes. And now, is that for comedy or golf? That was golf. Okay, so we got that swing. under you, do you? Mm-hmm. I can tell. You got the build for it. Thank you. He was a finalist at the Rooster Tea Feathers Comedy Competition. Mm-hmm. He took second place in the 2016 Sacramento Comedy Competition. Mm-hmm. Uh, you were the winner of the Walk the Plank Competition. Mm-hmm. You're awfully competitive. I'm not, though. I, I <laughs> at all. What, what, what and I, they, but there's so many that I, I haven't won, though. That's the, the other thing. <laughs> yeah, but you keep reaching there's out so for many. What are you reaching for? What am yeah. I reaching for? Yeah, did, did your dad not love you? That's oof. That, See, well, that's, that's no good. Yeah, that's, no, that does get close <laughs> to home, though. That's true. He was okay. a very neglectful father. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, I thank you the for man, trying to cover know. for me. It was weak. It was weak. <laughs> it's okay. His dad would always mention the other children on the comment cards. <laughs> That's right. So now, now you're going to be this week in the San Francisco International oh, yeah. Comedy Competition. Yes. You dog. We're going to talk Uh-oh. a little more about that because I had a little brush with greatness last night at the, at the Giants game. You did. Uh, more recently. Let's go to more recent stuff. You've graduated to Solid Foods. Right? Yes. You're 410 Finally. months. You're potty trained. You're you're mm-hmm. walking. Doctor says you're doing fine. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's good. I did my research. He's 410 months. That's accurate. Wow. Um, <laughs> Only okay. 10 more, buddy. 410 <laughs> months. Ah, yeah. Okay. You may have seen it at the Punchline at Cobb's, the Improv. That's the San Jose Improv. Mm-hmm. The Throckmorton, yeah. uh, with people like Larry Bubbles Brown. Yeah. Mark Pita, Jim Short. Uh huh. Scott Thompson recently, yeah. right? Yeah, just last weekend. Mark Pita and Steve Hummus. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, no, no women on there. Okay. Uh, and oh, uh, he's uh, been Michelle the rest Wolf. of it. I did work with Michelle Wolf. <laughs> that's true. But if I had included that, then I wouldn't have been able to make my little comment. Oh, that's true. He's been the resident comic at the Shelton Theater. Yeah. And Man, you have done your research. Mm-hmm. 
And I'm pretty sure you built your own website. I, well, I had help. Did I you? Help. I did, yeah. yeah. You were using Squarespace? I used Weebly. Weebly, okay. Weebly. And it's, uh, I had help from DJ Real, a.k.a. Nick Stargu, who told me how to do it. And yeah. then I did, I've been updating it myself, but yeah. I had no idea what I was doing initially. Yeah. I'm terrible with technology. Well, that's, that's why I only got this for your bio, because yeah. there wasn't much on there. Mm-mm. But I do know, I believe he also owns a keytar. I do. All right, so if that's the case, please welcome this guy. Chad Opitz. Hey, welcome. Thank you. You made it. I did. Okay. That's all I needed. You can go now. Okay. All right. So, hey, thanks for coming, though, honestly. Actually, both of you guys. Yeah, it's good to be here. It's Uh, air-conditioned. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know what? It hasn't been in the past. Really? And that's why the audience has dwindled and dwindled. Because it's on it. They're not here here? yet. They will be here, yeah. And they're going to be directly behind me, like just sitting right it's, behind me. You know what it does? Make me all keeps stressed everything, out. Yeah, it's it. it keeps you right on the edge. Okay. And that's what I'm here for. I'm, I'm helping you expand your art. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much. You're welcome. That's what I do. I need to be pushed. But I originally saw Andrew, thought he was great, and then saw you recently as well, mm-hmm. and thought you were uh, not unpresentable. Good. Thank yeah. you. Was no, that you the, the right spot show? Yeah, the right spot show. Yeah. yeah. That's Had the you one seen I me before that? Not live, no. no. Okay. But I, I follow. I follow okay. you guys. I can tell you got yeah. I got stalkers. A little bit of a stalker there. thing there. <laughs> Good lord! Your new furniture looks great from the front yard, by the way. <laughs> oh, thank you. I was gonna say, uh, Rob Becker. Are you familiar with Rob Becker? I'm not. Is oh, he then I won't go. Namesake of the show Becker? No, he's not. <laughs> he was the guy show. who won the San Francisco comedy competition the first year I went in '86. Oh, okay. Wow, yeah. in '86. Yeah, oh, there okay. was. Uh, I guess Jake Johansson was there that night. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you guys ever heard of Tree. I have heard of Tree. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Those were the guys that were around there. Will Durst had hosted and everything. And Uh that was my first live comedy show I'd ever been to. And last night, that uh, that was at the Civic Center in Marin, the Marin Civic Center. Oh, okay. There's one of the, I think there's a show at the Marin Showcase Theater in San Rafael. That's a great theater. Yeah. I I I haven't been there. I did the competition one year. All the shows are so cool. It's like Uh in these huge theaters. They'll be like, we shipped out a retirement community to watch yeah. you tonight. <laughs> and it's packed. And you're like, all right, cool. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's fun. It's a lot of beautiful theaters. Isn't, like isn't one of the shows, I think it's not till the finals, but it's literally at a retirement community. Are you kidding? In like Walnut Creek. It's like the Wells Fargo Ro- thing? No, like Rossmore. I, oh. I think it is a nursing home, essentially. Nice. Like an upscale nursing home. And. <laughs> They have a theater at a nursing home? I think you just do. They have like a stage. Like, I don't think they have a theater. But this like, is for the San Francisco comedy competition. Yes. I'm, I'm, I've heard from some people that they do. Like the finals week, they have a show where you have to keep it like super clean. And well, like, oh, so that one I'm not excited for. Yeah, I don't even know if I'll get to that point. But like. Well, we're rooting for you. Thank you. Because if you win. Or even if you get to that one, we'll like you better than Andrew. That's what? true. Yeah, up till oh, now, don't. Andrew's been our go-to comedian. I'll like you oh. better than me. Oh. <laughs> He's got a donut shirt. By the way, uh, again, I think I said in the beginning, but I do want to thank you very much for taking over for Pete tonight. Oh, yeah. And brought a lot yeah. more hair to this uh, co-host chair. <laughs> now, let me ask you a question. I know you, before Brandon Crawford came to the Giants, you had long hair, right? Um, Since, like, sixth grade, I've had long hair. Okay. And I'll grow it out and then, like, buzz it. Yeah. But in the seven years I've been doing comedy, it's just been like trim it every now and then. I see. So yeah, I'd say he probably stole it from me. Okay, that's. I just wanted to know the difference there. <laughs> I, I get the feeling you're going for a logo where there's no face, but there's the beard and the long hair, and that's just the, the you know. It yeah, just covers everything. Kind of yeah. 
Just yeah. hair covers everything to write about the nose. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's what I'm seeing. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. style that. That'd be a fun show. I'd go see that. Just like cousin, <laughs> it does comedy. <laughs> Okay, so we got some stuff to talk about tonight. Mm-hmm. Now, again, when I sent the thing over to you, I said you don't have to do it. Yeah. You have to read or anything. I never do. But did you? I didn't. Oh, okay. Well, then don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, You'll I'm really a, enjoy what I have man. to say. Okay, so the reason why we do this, we want to talk about you and get to know you, mm-hmm. but this gives you an idea of how, you know, yeah, get the ball rolling, warm you up a little bit, and um, make with the jokes and that sort of thing. Okay. Right, monkey boy? Sure. Okay. So. Monkey boy. So we start with updates. The first thing is MoMA. Do you guys ever go to SF MoMA? I have not. I'd love to. I wanted to see that munch, munch stuff. Right. Mm, I, I like what munching. I've seen of munch. Could always good for a good munch. Munch. Is that how you say it? Munch. I think it's munch. I think it's munch. That's uh, another comic. Belzer was munch, right? On SVU. Was he? Yeah. Was his name? Wasn't that his Belzer? name munch? I don't Detective know. Detective Munch. You never watch SVU? No, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. I just didn't know his name was Munch. I, yes. In fact, I'm sure of it because that's what we do when we're depressed. We stay home and we watch SVU all day long on ION. Who's we? My wife and I. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, when that's you... what we do. Society. <laughs> we're like, what? Well, yeah, that's what we, I thought the society what, does yeah. that. That's, they should call uh, binging SVU munching. <laughs> okay. So, uh, but SMU. you said you'd like to go. Yeah, I've never been. Okay. So how much would you like to go? Um, what? Like four? Four. You live here, right? You live in the uh-huh. city? Right. Like a, so what keeps you from going? Why not get culture? I'm busy. There's I'm a, a busy distance band. between here and there, you know? Well, and it's like, I usually, like, I'm working Monday through Friday, uh-huh. and then I got shows at night. Right. And then, that makes yeah, sense. generally when I have free time on now, it's like, doing comedy, I don't do anything, dude. I'll go to the, I've been to the Berkeley, Golden Gate Fields yeah. a couple times. It's super fun to go yeah. to horse races on dollar yeah. days, on Sundays. See, here's the thing. I don't want you to think I'm getting all weird. You know, now with the vegan thing and all that, but also we were going to start going to horse races, and then she read about cruelty to animals, and we mm-hmm. didn't go to that either. I get that. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think it's cruel? I'm sure. I mean, I'm sure there's aspects of it that are. Yeah. I mean, if I was I'm... a horse, I'd rather be running than not running. You know. <laughs> so I think it's cruel to not let horses run. You, you, make, you make a good point. Yeah, I never looked at it from and that. And give direction. them cool names and let me gamble on them. You know. Mm-hmm. So it's really what the horses want. Yeah. We're giving them what they want. Plus, if you lose a bet, it's like the horse is exacting revenge for the cruelty. So then it's an even sum, you know? I got you. Okay, so it's... You've thought about this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Damn. You spent a lot of time at the racetrack. Do you? you? Really? Oh, yeah. You got a gambling problem? Mm, uh, I like gambling, (laughs) but... I mean, no, it's just dollar days. It's the best. Dollar admission, dollar Mm -hmm. hot dogs. That's true. Dollar beers, dollar mimosas. And if you don't have health insurance, like the hot dogs are like pumped full of antibiotics, so it's like a doctor visit. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, okay. You, I'm sold. I'll you gotta, go. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean. You, I mean, after I go to MoMA. Yeah. You got to get the what's, vegan hot dogs. So what's dogs. going on at MoMA? Well, they just they you know they re, remodeled and everything, and now they had the side of the street that uh, what street is it? Fifth, sixth, fourth, twelfth, Brown. One of those streets. That faces the Moscone Center. I think it's 4th Street. And that used to be the main entrance. Now it's a free entrance. And you can go into that atrium area and you Mm -hmm. can see what they've got. Kind of like the spirally stair thing at the DeYoung in in Golden Gate Park. Is that Mm. free? Yeah. It's free to go up there. You're allowed to go in the tower for free? Yeah. Yeah. but not in the museum. Well, you can even go into the museum, but then when they have, you can't go into the traveling exhibits for free. 
Oh. I mean, unless you cause a diversion. I had no idea. That's I've pretty done that. cool. Have you? But yeah, yeah. Whoa. What'd you do? I threw my wife down the stairs. Whoa. Yeah. So everyone's concerned with her. Team. I was able to slide right by and take a look at the uh, first lady's dresses. Yeah. So that's that's what I was there for. Zoinks. So anyway, they put this this lady put up big at the in the atrium now where the stairs go up. There's these two giant. Well, actually, what? How big are they? There's two giant. Each canvas, canvas. measures 27 feet by 32 hey, feet. Hey, how about that's that? That's pretty now, big. Now that's a co-host right there. Mm -hmm. Is it like wow. intricately painted, or is it just a big painting? It's not even really a painting, and this is what I really wanted to get to. I try to be open-minded. Ah, uh, I see you put genius in quotes <laughs> when you say Have MacArthur you Genius Grant. Actually, I didn't that's, do that. The newspaper did. That'd be oh. so funny if the MacArthur Genius Grant and like, put quotes whenever hey, they genius. said genius when they gave it to someone so nobody got a big head. Well, here's the thing. I was researching this artist. She's, I can't remember her name, but she's got one, I'm sure. Is it Julie That's exactly Maretu? who it is. That's right. <laughs> it's in the one paragraph you typed up about MoMA. I, I didn't get is this Did you write this or did you say that you got this from a paper that's just cut and paste oh really yeah yeah this seems really like there's some still like rise to the occasion yeah. of well, this. this is a professional deal here okay well her name is julie something now i consider what you guys do art because you're creating from the beginning right you you get a concept you build a joke around it mm -hmm. and then you deliver it to the public and see how they respond i mean sometimes you just wait to go up and then you go like man that guy looks like matthew mcconaughey and everyone's <laughs> like oh he does and you're like that's art right there I, <laughs> do you prepare <laughs> i guess i would say i start out never prepared and then if you show up never prepared enough you're prepared in the future does that make sense so the stuff you're doing now no one's gonna enjoy but it'll get you ready for later i enjoy it okay I mean, no, it, it's, it's just kind of the idea of, like, you, you have an idea and you take it to the stage. You don't necessarily know how it's going to go, and I wouldn't say that I've, like, sat up long hours. like. So you don't construct the jokes writing them? Not like Jerry Seinfeld does. It's like, eh, I just kind of talk, and then I listen, and then I talk again. I wish I had that kind of, like, Seinfeld. I wish I oh, had yeah. that. Uh, it's very admirable. It, it's always just like just pops in my head. Mm -hmm. and I never like sit down to write specifically. Really? Yeah. But then when I I do write, like when it yeah. comes to my head, I oh, write you down. do write down. Okay. Yeah, but I don't like sit down specifically ever to write a joke because I can't ever think anything at that time. Where do you get it? Just happens. It's I have no idea. In the shower. It's uh, car rides a lot. Yeah. Um, While you're driving. If I can't sleep. By yourself when you're driving. When you're yes, driving, when if I'm, you can't yeah. sleep, you bother to. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's when good. you're driving, it's like your mind is focused on this thing, but your thoughts are free to wander. Mm -hmm. It's like it's just like suspended in liquid almost. That's how I got in my first wreck. Yeah. Yeah. No, go ahead. What? I'm sorry. Yeah. So suspended in liquid. Yeah, I was suspended in liquid. Yeah. <laughs> Damn yeah, car hot tub's not gonna drive itself. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah. So you just be driving and. Yeah, so how, well, we're going to get, we're, we're supposed to be talking about MoMA here. <laughs> yeah. But, we're anyway, talking, it's modern art. The What's bottom line is, I painting. try to be open-minded with modern art, but this woman, well, what did she say about this particular painting? She said something that I found interesting. It was after the quotation mark genius. Uh, 80%, okay, she says here, about the piece, 80% of the marks I put down, I wipe or sand away. She uses inkjet printed images and has, and sticks them on the canvas. Mm -hmm. So she's just putting stickers on that's what I'm saying. Is so it's it, like a collage type situation. Is yeah, she, is it's she, a big. They're big gray things with stuff on them. Is what they are. Is she's right. taking photographs or like other paintings or illustrations. Well, on one of the one of the things she's done, she also did a big one in New York, and she uses shapes. She'll just cut out like yellow 
parallelograms and put that up there. And she's and she has other guys on so everything the lifts like and she's telling put it there and they put it on there. She goes, No, yeah. that's no good, move it here. So she's not really doing anything. No. She's making gigantic like shirts from the nineties. <laughs> that's <laughs> exactly like. what is she's doing. Like, America's funniest people style. Yeah. Backdrops. <laughs> so I try to be open-minded with modern art. I don't get most of it. Some of it ne- looks neat, like the Pollock stuff. I like to look at it. Yeah. But he couldn't know exactly how it was going to look when he was done because he's splashing paint on there. Mm-hmm. Whereas you look at a Rembrandt, and he would have had to just agonize over every little line if it didn't look you know, realistic. Mm-hmm. That's the beauty of not painting uh, realism. <laughs> Is you could yeah. just be like, that's how it's supposed to look. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, mm-hmm. I think my favorite uh, fa- artist is uh, Jean-Michel Basquiat, and uh, I just remember watching videos of him painting, and it just looks like it's so intentional. And while it's just total chaos, it all yeah. looks so intentional. It's really impressive. And he's like, no, everything I do to the canvas, I really meant to do. Do you believe him? I mean, he's your favorite. You better back him on this. I mean, he was a junkie, so it's hard to believe junkies <laughs> universally across the board, but. <laughs> So, Chad, yeah. I guess if you were into modern art, you would have gone to MoMA with all your many opportunities. True, true. So you don't I'm not. To, and I'm really not. So you don't need to sit here and lie to me that you want to I be. do want to go. I want to see what it's like. You want to go tonight? Let's go. Oh, we got a show. Cancel it's your closed. show. Cancel the show. It's closed show. tonight. It's their Saturday closure. Oh. Wow, you read the stuff. Oh, yeah. Like, what a good... <laughs> I hope Pete's listening to this six months from now when I get it edited. So is the reason these paintings are good, like, does this artist do small paintings? I don't know. Everything I've seen of hers has been giant walls of things. Or is it like, well, I can't make the world's best burger, but I can make the world's biggest That's, burger. That, I think that might be what it is. Yeah. All right. Well, we didn't get the angst I wanted from you guys, so let's move on to pop-up art. Mm. Have you heard of the Color Factory? No. uh I have. It's just like a bunch of, uh, I mean, I, not necessarily made for Instagram, or maybe it is. It's just a place to take your picture with, right. for Instagram that just looks cool. It's just cool backgrounds. It's, yeah, it's got sharp image contrast. And, and it's sold out, too. Yeah. Just everybody wants to just go take Instagram pictures of themselves. Can I ask your ages? I'm 28. 28. Oh, I know how old you are because you are 410 months. Yeah. Yeah. How did you find that out, you psycho? I <laughs> you just Googled your Facebook and then went think, back to your birthday and uh, then added the number I think of I did that, yes. Okay, I think okay. I looked, yeah, yeah. 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 Very good. <laughs> anyway. Chad's got a cold sweat going. I do. No, no. Scared. Really, I have little interest in you, but I wanted to make Thank it sound you. like, you know, I'm very, you know, professional good. when we're interviewing you. So. <laughs> uh, okay, so I the Color Factory, that. I think you hit it, the nail on the head, but what's interesting is this. There's another one coming up, the Museum of Ice Cream. Ooh, okay. Which is neither a museum, okay. nor does it have much ice cream. What? Mm. Yeah, you get one scoop with your $38 ticket. The what? Now, the reason why I asked you the age is... Ages, it vanilla? Probably. I don't care for Selfie vanilla. Selfie-friendly installations that are driven by the wondrous joy that ice cream evokes. <laughs> which is true. Wow. <laughs> I wanted to turn this around to a millennial thing, because I, I went there today. Oh, While they're, they're the ice still cream con- museum? yeah they're still constructing it and everything. Mm. I actually, I didn't go there on purpose. I was it's a pretty hot by. day to be an ice cream museum. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I walk in. I'm very friendly. I give him the cards. I'm with S.K. Morton's lousy San Francisco podcast, and I just wanted to ask you a couple quick questions. You know, if you could, if you guys have any material or something. And I had this with me. I pulled. I said, "We're actually going to talk about you tonight." They were not good with people. <laughs> they were young people, and they uh, you could tell they were in charge of getting this thing built. They're probably project managers, 
kind yeah. of a thing, but they were probably about 25, 26. And what I noticed was that they didn't have good people skills. They essentially, <laughs> yeah, it was just, one just got up as I was talking and just turned around and walked away. And then another one just sat and smiled. And the other guy, he says, oh, here, come with me. And then he walked me out the door. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, we don't want to talk yeah. to you. <laughs> now, I think this probably, even if, if you are a younger person, you're also an entertainer, a performer, so you understand the personal interest you have to give to your audience yeah. or other human beings. Not so much from these guys. Well, they're running an ice cream museum. That's not essential, is it? Shouldn't you be the hat? Shouldn't you be Willy Wonka if you no, have an ice cream museum? But like, well, these, wasn't these Willy Wonka probably, really confrontational well, and like kept killing yeah, kids? He, he was a yeah, it's I said, true. Good day, sir. <laughs> and also, if you read the things in the back, it sounds like they're like. Okay, it's like uh, she created it because the chief was feeling there's nothing to do in New York. Yeah. What? There's yeah, nothing, yeah. What, nothing to, to do in New, New York. York. And exactly. she was inspired by her love of ice cream and a childhood fantasy of swimming in an ocean of sprinkles. So, yeah, they don't have people skills. What are <laughs> you, you know talking what? about? She's in her brain. She's swimming kids. through an ocean of sprinkles. You've just calmed me. Thank you very <laughs> yeah, much. Yeah, don't Chad worry about opens. it. You're All right. <laughs> don't let it get to well, you. Growing I would up, never expect these people to be social. Exactly. Like <laughs> That's the thing. I, I just want to be friends with I ice cream. want to see people who are involved with ice cream to be wonderful people. There's a guy down parked out in front of the Botanical Gardens in Golden Gate Park. When you ask for a dip, yeah. dipped cone, he puts the dip stuff in the cone first. Is that the that truck? The truck, yes. The, yeah, like that the guy. yellow one. Yes. They used to come to my job like every like couple weeks and just give us free ice cream. Free? Free. Well, the company would pay. <laughs> that is great. That is crazy. He's swimming in an ocean of sprinkles right I now. I am. Yeah. They put the sea salt on the dip cone. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. They do that. It's so good. Yeah, it is. Did it look cool? And did you get to see anything in there? They, they, everything was under construction. Wait, were they, they were open cool. yet? When is it open? No, no, no. Did you just wander into a building under I did. construction? I did. And then they're like, "Why aren't these people <laughs> nice to me?" I also, yeah, yeah. They were they were concerned about what I was doing there. I think. And also, you're okay. The 25 year old Mary Ellis Bunn. Yes. And her boyfriend. Mary Ellis. 25 Bunn. years old. Like they don't, they don't have no social skills. Yeah, do you, do, you do characters? I do characters. Your voices. Yeah. Uh huh. How would you interpret Mary Ellis Bunn? Mary Ellis Bunn. She's yeah. like, I just, I want to. I'm 25 years old, uh-huh. and I want to create something because there's nothing for millennials to do in New York. It's just a wasteland, and I want to create something where people can swim in an ocean of sprinkles. And I don't want to talk to people though. I just want to swim in my ocean alone. And then other people can come in, but they can't talk to me, especially if they run a podcast. That's I don't want to talk to them. Miss Bun. Miss well, Bun. Mary you, Ellis Bun. Bun dude. Yes. So I was there, and I was like, "Babe, the world is your sprinkle bar." <laughs> yeah. I wonder what Manish Vora does, dude. Her co-founder and boyfriend. Yeah. Wow. Mary Ellis Bun and Manish. Vora. And you were doing Manish Vora. Oh, that was me. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I just don't understand it. Like this and the color factory, it just seems like th- there's wallpaper and you can take a picture <laughs> with it. And people are like, yeah. In the color factory description, I really liked that it says, Smell colorful memories. <laughs> like, what the hell is that? I, actually, I've got some ideas of what that may be. Yeah. If you've ever seen like a photo of like a, like a dungeon, now well, you can says, smell the memory. That one says, Color factory opens August, so it should be open. Now. Yeah, it's a color factory is open, but they're, they're sold out. I overheard a conversation of some really annoying people the other day lamenting that it was sold out. Uh, yeah, the world has passed me by. But Everything pe- has passed me by. But as far as I can tell, people don't actually care to see it. They just want to take photos with it. Yes. 
Well, there's nothing really there. And, and, the, and the color factor is nothing really there. Now, the ice cream place is going to have semi-interactive experiences, but it's not going to be real ice cream. They're not going to... It'll be like... They have like a seesaw, like a scoops of ice cream and... So it's just like a playground that's an ice cream thing. It's an ice cream themed playground. And the sprinkles is going to be... You know like the old ball pits? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, it'll be a pit full of sprinkles that you can get in. Oh, so it just like looks like a bunch of just big like pills. No, I think they're real sprinkles. What? <laughs> so people are rolling Wait around a minute. in That in sounds sugar, like it'd be all sticky sugar. and... Okay. I guess how I feel about the sprinkle pit is how deep it is. If it's like deep enough to like actually swim in like scrooge mcduck style with his <laughs> coins then that sounds pretty cool but if it's like a wading pool it's like uh... <laughs> why is that a factor that's just how i feel <laughs> okay now i seem to recall and i don't i don't know if it's written or not but i seem to recall the one they had in new york you could actually take your sprinkles home wow so yeah, this whole thing's so stupid you're like, right. Why yeah, would you? Why would, why oh, that's right. You haven't listened to the show. Okay, yeah. No, it fits right in. It's lousy. Yeah, it's very right lousy. In the name. All right. Well, you guys, let me know how it goes when you go visit. Do you like me yet? I want you to like. Yeah, me. I like. You. Oh, okay, good. All right. How about Amazon? Ooh, how about it? Andrew and I were talking about this before you came. They bought Whole Foods. They bought Whole Foods, what? and something has happened already. Well, you know, they're selling Echoes. Is that what they're called? Yeah, they're Ooh, like... Uh, they sell them at Whole Foods now. You know, they're like Alexa version of the thing. And you're like, hey, computer, oh. order a pizza. And right. Like, Play wow. me, you know, Slim Whitman. Ooh, yeah. I do like Slim Whitman. Do you like the Slim Whitman? I do like Slim Whitman. My grandfather loves Slim Whitman. My dad loves Slim Whitman. My grandpa was from Ancona, Italy, mm-hmm. and loved Slim Whitman. Yeah, he's got a beautiful voice. He liked the way he played guitar. Oh, cool. Yeah. You know, when you're playing guitar, you're a musician. Mm-hmm. When you're playing guitar, you get the slide over the because you don't lift all the way off yeah. the, the. He said Slim Whitman never made that slide sound when he played. Wow. He so always lifted completely. It wasn't so much about what he played; it's what he didn't play. There we go. Well, yeah. I mean, that's the real art now, isn't He's it? He's the jazz of uh, guitarists. He's the of, jazz. The of jazz, of as if there's no jazz guitar. <laughs> He's the jazz of guitarists. Uh, the Cadillac of cars. So anyway, this is what we were saying. They have slashed prices as well because they're mm-hmm. Amazon. Which worries me, frankly. Now, I don't like paying Whole Foods all that money, but what was the big one we saw? Uh, beef is down three bucks per yeah. pound. I don't know. Yeah, it's just a lot of... Just getting cheaper. It's a lot of price cuts just overnight. It's like the fact that they can cut prices from 10 to 7 bucks and yeah. still have it be hitting all their profit margins. Yeah, like... that's what makes me wonder, is Amazon buying you know, kangaroo meat now? Maybe. <laughs> That's a good question. It is a good question. Give me an answer, yeah. quick. In the, in, I don't know. In the, in the form of Mrs. Bun. I think Mrs. Whole... Bun. I don't care about this Whole Foods thing. I just want to swim in my sprinkle barn or whatever the hell it is. <laughs> sprinkle barn. And I mean, as long as the sprinkles Swim's are sprinkle cheaper, ocean. we're buying, you know? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you know, Andrew's really into that. What's his name? Veros? Veracos? Manishvora. Manishvora. I, I, I just know how he speaks. I don't know the names. Just know what they look like. I think we've all been brainwashed, though. I think we all just... We none of us liked the high prices, but we were like, "Oh, I'm sure that, that all the other apples have worms mm. in them." And then, yeah, yeah. And then now we're like, "What's wrong with it? It's only ten dollars instead of eleven. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now is that Manish? No, he, no, he all of a sudden whole, became a Southern. That's Val? a whole new character. Oh, okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. That guy is—he uh, doesn't have a name. He wouldn't tell Prissy me. Prissy Cumquat. Prissy Cumquat. Prissy Cumquat. <laughs> yeah, of the Munch family. <laughs> well, she married into the family. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well. Amazon is cheap, er, at Whole yeah. Foods now, and you can get a dot. At all the Whole Foods? All the Whole Foods. They wow. own them all. Okay. 
So, Chad, are you now into the flow of things? And sure. You're, 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 you're sorry you came now? Jesus. <laughs> I mean, if, I mean, if, if we're going to be no, honest. No, dude, we had delicious okay. lemonade. There's grapes. All right. That's what I do. I bring you in. I, I, I buy people's love. smorgasbord out there. Is, is the Man. throng okay? Can you hear us all right? All right. That's good. So here's what we're going to do. Is everyone in this room but me unmarried? Yes. Yes. Good for you. Recently. I mean, recently. Recently oh, unmarried recently, yeah. or recently married? Unmarried. Uh-oh. Oh, well, I don't know if I want to Congratulations or not. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. We had a tread on that. But. Oh, yeah. I, I don't know if he would want you to say that. One of us. Yeah, he just called it out. <laughs> One of us. <laughs> well, we do have a commercial, a sponsor that we have to get to here. Oh, yeah. Bridal Fitness Coach. What? Have you heard of Bridal Fitness Coach? I have not. Owner-trainer Tammy Fox of Bridal Fitness Coach. Oh. She is the one who makes it possible for us to have grapes. Really? Yes. Oh, thank you, Because Tammy. Because here's what happens with Bridal Fitness Coach. Are you curious in, in the slightest? Of course. All right. I'll give you slightly some information. What happens is they want to get married, right? The brides want to get married. And now the big thing is they want to show their arms. Mm. And women are really concerned about their arms. Women and arms are huge yes. mortal enemies. Yeah. <laughs> doesn't matter what they look like. They just hate their arms. They do. So here's what they do. They go to Bridal Fitness Coach. They say, hey, look, I want to look good for my wedding, and I want my arms to look good, also my back to a lesser extent. <laughs> and she says, you don't have to worry about it because with Bridal Fitness Coach, they get you ready not just for the big day, but it's a commitment. So you get that because it's Bridal Fitness. Mm -hmm. You make a commitment to your health and well-being for the rest of your life. That's oh. got a ring to it. Yeah, huh? yeah it does. <laughs> it flows, man. It does. So uh, whether the wedding is next year or next month, Bridal Fitness Coach can make sure you're looking and feeling fabulous. Nice. And now if they were to be a client of Bridal Fitness Coach, they provided a tailor-made fitness program that fits your goals, your time frame, and your budget. Mm -hmm. In addition, you can be trained at the private gym where Bridal Fitness Coach is, or they can come to you, to your home, even your office, and they can train you over the internet. Over the internet. Over the internet. Which, let's face it, is a scam. But hey, people yeah. enjoy it. What a world. Not only brides, the whole bridal party, she'll train them. She'll even train those fat grooms oh. that no one really cares about their arms. <laughs> she'll do that. And so here's what you do. How are you? Let me see your arms. You got good arms? I got. I don't have fat <laughs> arms, if that's what you're asking. You don't have fat arms. I could, I could huck a mean disc golf disc. <laughs> disc golf How often disc. do you play froth? Uh, three, four times a week. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's why you're not getting the MoMA. Yeah, no, you're yeah. out there frothing it up. Uh, I basically I do frolf. comedy and play disc golf, or I'm in my house. That's all I do. <laughs> well, you know what? It's very inexpensive. You know who could help you with your disc golf game? Who's that? Bridal Fitness Coach. Yeah, how's that? Yeah, I don't know how, but I know that you would call them if you wanted a free consultation. Well, that sounds like a good price. Yeah, you. <laughs> You can get free. You can go to bridalfitnesscoach.com or you can call. And what's four, that number? Four one. Thank you. Four one five three one seven six eight two seven. Can you repeat that? I certainly can. Four one five three one seven six eight two seven. I wonder if if Chad is is following along with us. Bridal yeah. Fitness Coach. No, he's not. Make a commitment. Oh, <laughs> could you uh, spell the website for me? Nah, well, oh. I stopped doing that about a year ago. Okay. <laughs> All right, so that f was fun. Now let's talk to you, our guest, Chad Me. Opitz. Oh, who are the people in your neighborhood? In your neighborhood, in your neighborhood. Say, who are the people in your neighborhood? The people that you meet each day. Oh, hi there, little fella. 
the first black muni driver. That's true. That's right. Chad Opitz. Okay, now. I think it's a different guy, though. <laughs> hey, where are you from, Chad? I'm from like a, I don't know. a little town. I know you already know, you <laughs> sick bastard. He's just checking off his bullet <laughs> yeah. points. He's like, I already know the street you were born on. Uh, Gig Harbor, Washington, a little town south of Tacoma, Washington, which is a little south of Seattle, Washington. That's right. How long did you live there? Through, I was like 20. Oh, so that was your home. That is. Yeah, that's where I grew up. I went to college in Ellensburg, which is a couple hours east. What school is in Ellensburg? Central Washington University. Isn't where they have that big ski uh, and uh, like a skiing triathlon in Ellensburg every year? No, that's like, no, 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 no. There's like a, it's like a rodeo town. Oh, okay. Yeah, definitely no, no snow there. Took a shot in the dark. He would have been impressed if I knew that. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so. (laughs) You were just watching ski school before this. (laughs) You, I'm assuming you enjoyed the Washington? I do. What brought you to California, which is San Francisco specifically? Uh, a lady. Oh, I, I should have known. Lady. Lady. Yeah. And she was going to um, UC Santa Cruz. So I was like, I'll leave she my... She was a banana slug. She was a banana slug. Uh-huh. And I was like, I'll leave my lucrative Petco grooming job and head on down to Santa Cruz. Is Petco, are they the ones who had the... Um, it's where the, the pets go. The, that is where the pets go. <laughs> Did they have the dog puppet... That's, on their commercials? That's PetSmart. Oh, PetSmart. Yeah. I thought that was Pets.com. Petco oh, it was. Pets. You're right, you're right, yeah, I used right. to love those commercials. They went out of business during the whole Peapod or... Peapod. What Peapod. was the... the what was the... Van, Van, Van Gogh? Govan.com? GoDaddy? No. What? It would have been around 2001, 2002, I guess. 9-11. 9-11. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So anyway, you're working at Petco. You meet a girl. She brings uh-huh. you down here. Well... Yeah, that's not or exactly you, oh, you how it goes. Whatever, down. yeah. Oh, so let me let me back up a little here. Mm-hmm. When you're in, going to high school in Ellensburg, N- I went to college in Ellensburg. How dare you? How yeah. dare you correct me on my <laughs> I'm show? Sorry. So when you were going to high school in Ellensburg, uh-huh. no, in Gig Harbor, right? Yeah. Were you involved in the theatrical arts? Yeah, I did a lot of like plays and mm-hmm. choir and stuff like that. Yeah, which which kind of plays? Which plays did you do? I was in Fiddler on the Roof. Were you? Tevye. Were you Tevye? I was Tevye. Oh my! Did the whole. Do you remember everything there? Did you sing? Do you love me? Oh yeah. Golda. Yeah. Did you do any somersaults? I I did a cartwheel. All right. And it the, made the director mad because he was like, "What?" You like? I got real nutty about some some. Remember that graveyard scene? Or yes, like when I he hate has that, that scene. When he has that dream. Yeah. I got real bonkers Three with it. Three weeks. Yeah, I went that nuts thing. with it, and I told a, a buddy of mine to like, like, we're gonna do like a little martial arts choreography. And he like, <laughs> I had him like doing throwing kicks at me, and then he booted me over the bed, and like I landed like really harsh. It almost cracked the bed in half, and uh, yeah, the, the director got mad at me. Wow. Because he's like, you are destroying the integrity of the play. And I was like, we're making it pretty awesome, I'd say. <laughs> you shouldn't have put high schoolers in it. Yeah, yeah, if you want a good play. Now, did you do like the Zero Mostel Tevia or the Topal Tevia? So it was, yeah, Zero Mostel, yeah. Oh, really? The movie. Or, no, Topal was Topal, the, Topal was, was in the, the movie. movie. Zero yeah, Mostel the movie, was yeah, the, yeah. the Broadway yes. version. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So did you do a voice? Oh, not was, really. No? No. Try with Mrs. Bunn. I don't want to try with Mrs. Bond. Okay. So you're, she you know, doesn't I'm, deserve that role. You know, I have right here this. 
you got the <laughs> Fiddler on the Roof soundtrack? I do. I have the Fiddler on the Roof soundtrack okay. on there. You want to sing along? No, I don't. No? <laughs> no. Okay. All right. So you're there. You're what we would call a drama buddy. Mm-hmm. When did you start with the funny, making the funnies? Not till after I moved to Santa Cruz. Like, I would do, like, a one-man band thing. Like, I went to college to do music. Uh-huh. Tell us about and, that. Tell um, us about your music career. So I went to college, uh, Central Washington University, to study, like, opera and stuff like that. And wow. uh, But I knew did it you know wasn't this? my, like... I've heard him sing opera. Really? Yeah. I didn't know we paid $80,000 for the skill. <laughs> I got Wagner. Ooh, damn. That's, that's real hard to say. Can you do it? No, dude. <laughs> How about Steve Perry? Can you sing Steve, Steve oh, Perry? Oh, I can do Steve Perry okay, for sure. <laughs> All right. Um, no, I'm sorry. I keep interrupting you. It's okay. Um, no, it was, well, you know yeah, why I, I do just, that? Huh. No, go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. Took a, yeah, that pause was a little long for me to do that joke, but I went with yeah. it anyway because I'm a pro. Go you ahead. Are, dude. I'm sorry. It's okay. Uh, yeah, I just studied opera in college, and uh, God, now I've totally lost my, <laughs> my place in my brain. Okay, so why did you fail at opera? Uh, I, I, Interesting question. That's a very good question. Oh, man. I just didn't want to do Were it anymore. Were you too light? No, I too. Yeah. I was. Um, I knew it wasn't the universe that I wanted to be in. Like, oh. it was too, way too elitist. Really? And way too, uh, just way too much, like, backstabby stuff. Really? There's politics in yeah. opera? Yeah. Oh, my God. There's Actually, I get so another thing yeah. about it. That's what opera is about, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And so I was just like, this isn't, you know, where I want to be and, you know. Then I was just I had to tell jokes. You know what opera I've always wanted to see? What? The full J.G. Wentworth commercial. <laughs> I paid I paid money to go see that. Everyone's like, he's gonna do it. I have an annuity and I need cash now. It'd be pretty sweet. That would be sweet. Get on that. Maybe uh, Netflix. Uh... Like I don't want to see Madame Butterfly. I want to see. J. I think you got J. something. J. Wentworth. Oh my God. Yes. CISO's going out of business, huh? <laughs> oh yeah, they died. Because uh, they might have been able to do something with that. You might have been able to hit it big with your JG. I could have saved CISO with yeah. my JG Wentworth yeah. opera. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do have a question on opera. There's mm-hmm. been some discussion in my family on whether or not Phantom of the Opera is an English language opera. It is, isn't it? I'm asking. Yeah, you're the you're the guy who would. And know. it's not even an. It's a musical. Well, that's what I'm saying. Is it would it be under musical or would it actually be opera? It'd be musical. So it's a musical about opera. Yeah. Whoa. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> but they don't really have any lines in that play. There's no speaking. Oh. All the lines are sung. Doesn't that's that true. make that's it an true. opera? The throng is nodding. Know. I think they're on my side. Yeah. So that's considered an opera. Oh. Well, you got the degree. Thought, yeah, you're the one sworn, with the degree I here. I was, Asking this guy, I don't know. He can't keep a woman. I don't know what. To... <laughs> I've never heard it referred to as an opera. Well, that's right. Well, I think it is a musical. Was, but okay. I know what you're. I like what you're saying because, yeah, like, you you? generally, like, it's yeah. The fact that everything is exactly. sung yes. would indicate that it's an opera. Yeah. Because that's a defining characteristic. Yeah. I haven't even seen it, and I just assume because it's got opera in it. Yeah. But I would watch Oprah and be like, why aren't they singing, you know? Oprah. <laughs> <laughs> You've seen it. I have. Yeah. Did you enjoy? Yeah. I like it. I, I, I highly song. recommend if you get it. Although, you want to hear my story? Because that's, that's really story. what it's about is yeah. to tell you my stories. Babette, my wife, she had, never, cool she had never seen it. Mm-hmm. The first time I had gone to see it, center B, B row. Ooh. Right there. It was at the Curran. Mm-hmm. And that opening scene, they had the chandelier. It swung out over our heads. That's and cool. And then went up in the thing. Whoa, that's so cool. So at that point, I said, that needs to be seen from the front. 
Yeah. So I spent extra, got right up in front, but it wasn't at the current anymore. It was oh. at the what's on the one where Sixth and Taylor meet. The last place time it was here, the place it was off a of market. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Whatever place that was. Yeah. We went in there, and the stage is about an extra four feet tall. Mm-hmm. My wife's five foot three. She couldn't even see the chandelier, and they didn't oh, swing man. it out over. So they like went up behind there, like she so you went and got little... extra tickets just to see a chandelier swing out. Well, just have, it was a cool <laughs> effect. And you know the little the monkey thing that does yeah. his thing like that. She couldn't even see that because it was in the back part of the stage. Oh, so that's my man. little story that I, I was convinced that we had to be in the front row, and it would have been better to be yeah. farther back. Hey, I want to just thank you for being just so agreeable and like, oh, that's really interesting. I, I enjoy that. You are a good actor. You are Thank good. you. Yeah. I'm glad you noticed. Okay, so we've <laughs> talked about your career in opera, and we've talked about your... We didn't talk about the guitar. You're in a band right now, are you not? No. I just oh. had a one-man band thing. He is I a would, band. Oh, he yeah, is, you are I would a band. Just, it was called Nervous Energy, uh-huh. and I've got a couple shows coming up, but it's on the wayside. I don't really focus no. on that right now. Are all your songs about Adele? No, no, none of them okay. are. Okay, that's just um, a newer like thing. I used to be really like, I don't want to incorporate music into my stand-up because it should be separated. And like, there's no point to that. It's just like as long as it works and I have fun yeah. doing it. Like, why not right, do whatever? Yeah. yeah, comedy can be anything. Yeah, it's my like, time. Use it how I please. Mm-hmm. That's right, and it's been effective. So don't worry about the audience whether they enjoy it. Yeah. Just you, you do what you please, there, Andrew. It's not for them to decide, you know. It's true. <laughs> it's not for them to decide if it's good or not. <laughs> yeah, that explains your just, skyrocketing career. They just take it in, you know. <laughs> Either they're smart or they're dumb. <laughs> if they laugh, they're smart. That's how These I see like, it. Are I Joe it. Gorman style. I, I'm noticing <laughs> the quotes. throng hasn't laughed a whole lot. What do you think? What are you saying? I, I, they laughed at my J.G. Wentworth thing. That's so true. They, they came they, here for the grapes. <laughs> 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 They're here for right. the grapes now, and the juice. And I'm just giving everyone a hard time. I know everyone here is great and better people than I am. I understand. I'm just making a joke here. It's good we know where we stand. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. right. Okay. So now you've <laughs> followed the girl, probably from a couple cars behind, so you don't yes, get, you know, she doesn't know she, you're tailing her. And you come down to Santa Cruz. You decide that you're going to start making jokes. Yeah. How did that happen? Because I couldn't, I wasn't getting booked anywhere. I was getting booked a lot in Seattle when I was living up there. For comedy? For music. Oh, okay. And okay, so I wasn't I getting booked doing music in Santa Cruz. I was only going up like once a month, and I was like, I gotta, I gotta find something else to do because I, you know, need to perform more often than that. And so I was like, I got some dumb jokes written down. So I would just go to um, the Blue Lagoon on Thursday nights because that was the one place in town I knew did comedy. Uh-huh. And I would just watch, and then I eventually like worked up the courage, to, like ask the booker to like put me up. He's like, yeah, I'll put you up next week. I'll throw you up first. You do like three minutes or something. Uh-huh. How'd it go? And for the first, oh, terrible. It yeah. was terrible. And then Never like, goes well. Yeah, it was real bad. And um, <laughs> then he he didn't know my name for probably two months. Like, he would put me up, and then he would, like, introduce me, look over, and be like, your next comic is uh, Mumford & Sons. Mumford & Sons. <laughs> just to make up, like, a band name uh-huh. or something. Like Kings of Leon or something. And then, like, I had a joke he liked, and he was like, What's your name? <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so there's, there it is. That's where I started. And that, that was it. You were just like, this is what I'm going to do now. Well, I mean, it's not really. It was just one of those things where I was like, oh, this is, I want to try and get better at this. But it, I've been doing it a little over five years now. And I really only recently decided, like, oh, I, this is what I want to fully pursue. Because I always uh-huh. had a full-time job down there. I had a girlfriend. And, <laughs> Did she know, you know that? She didn't, no, because okay, okay. I was, like you said, a couple of car distances back, dude, right, just yeah. keep, you know, and uh, just, yeah, I didn't know, like, what it would be for in my life, you know, but, like, especially since moving up here, like, a little, like, a year and a half ago, 
I'm like, oh, this is there's there's something happening here. This is like I can be really, really, really good at this. There's something and it's happening do. here. JG <laughs> Wentworth. Eight seven seven cash now. You really need to do something with that. I kind of like it. Yeah. Yeah. See if I can rent out the opera, or at least the Shelton Theater. How many seats are in there? In the Shelton? Yeah. Not, I mean, 70, 80? Not a lot, oh, right? Man. In the Shelton? Dude, do you want to write a... It's a play, but it's also an opera, but all the singing is just the songs from the commercials, <laughs> and we just have to build a story around okay. people having yeah, an annuity songs? and needing cash now. <laughs> oh, that's easy. Someone who has a structured settlement and they need yeah. cash that now. That story is as old as the hills. Yeah. That's... that's... <laughs> Look, he's got, I can see the wheels turning. They're turning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Let's see. So, where was I on this? Um, desperately trying to find something interesting. Oh, let's see. <laughs> Chad's in Santa Cruz. Is, no, he's yeah. back. He's in San Francisco now. How long did it take for you to move up here? Oh, uh, about a forty-minute drive. Five years. I was down there about five years. Re- so you're recent in in San Francisco. Yeah, like, well, like a year and a half. Well, we knew who he was. He just didn't live in the city. How long you been driving up here to do to I do was, shows? For a couple of years, I was coming up like two, three times a week. Yeah, and it was. Harsh. And, then and now that I'm here, I'm like, I never go down there. Yeah. I go down That's to Santa happens. Cruz like once every couple months or something. How often do you leave when it's not work or shows? How often do you leave your neighborhood? Oh, that's pretty common. Oh, is it? Yeah, yeah. Where, where do you live? Not today. It was like 100 degrees. Yeah, so I'm that's like, true. I'm not going nowhere. It is very, very hot. So what, what neighborhood do you live in? Uh, Excelsior Portola area. Excelsior. Mm-hmm. Ah. It's like, it's off Bayshore Boulevard. Oh, I'm aware. Mm-hmm. You know, our first bomb shelter was down on Geneva. 18. First bomb Don't tell my address. <laughs> <laughs> Beep that out. Beep that out. <laughs> this guy's going to stalk me. So. Yeah, but you don't know if it's the top floor or the bottom floor. It's the top floor. <laughs> anyway. He knows. Yeah, he already no. know. He already knew. Why'd you do that? Because so it's weird. funny. I like That's to shake so it up. Weird. Shake it up, baby. You know, twist and shout. <laughs> uh, okay. So you're down in the... Yeah, there's nothing... Well, there's the big park. Is it McLaren Park? Yeah. it's. I yeah. live like two blocks away from there. You, you ever hang out down there? Yeah. Is that where you buy? That's where I'd buy, dude. Yeah. That's where I sell, too. <laughs> not that I know anything about that. But yeah, no, there, so there's the park is there, but there's not a whole uh, lot else down there, is there? Not really. I mean, you can walk... To, I work about a, like mile and a half away um off yeah off bayshore uh-huh and um no you're right like like but you can walk down to like mission and like if you got the time you can walk down to like 24th and mission yeah i love that area of town yeah i'm there's i guess there's stuff there I but i kind of like thinking. that it's like it's not really in the thick of things like i said like close enough but yeah. like you know i don't feel like overwhelmed when i'm leaving the house and stuff i like that i guess so and it's got a great view too well of the uh, new salesforce oh. tower yeah, <laughs> Man, you can see that from everywhere. It's like the I know, new it's Sutro crazy. Tower. They, you can tell that they very specifically thought of that. Like, yeah, because yeah, there's areas where you're at, and you're like, that's all you can see. Yeah, yeah. Like, we were uh, coming north on 280, came around the hill at Bernal Heights, mm-hmm. and boom, all and you saw it. was the tower. Yeah, and you don't realize it's that tall when you're up closer. When you're in the city, because you're looking up through the skyline, yeah. like, oh yeah, it's taller, but not that much. But then. Yeah. yeah, it's gigantic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you talking about, about Sutro Tower? No, we're talking about the Salesforce Tower, the new tallest oh, building. Oh yeah, yes. it just parts of the skyline that never like yeah. yeah I'll be mm-hmm. out in like the Presidio, and it's just like. But we can choose to ignore Salesforce Tower too. Do you not like it? Do you not like the Salesforce people? You know, it doesn't need to exist. I feel like, <laughs> I feel like at this point, if you're going into a city and intentionally building the biggest building. Like, I don't know. It says more about you than it does about... Yeah. But Salesforce doesn't own the tower. That's the developer did that, and they're paying for the, the, the name. 
Yeah. But they're really? taking Yeah. What the hell? It used to be the Trans America building was the tallest, and now That's they're right. taken away from the trans people. That's, That's true. true. <laughs> yeah. That's one of my favorite sites coming out of the punchline, dude, seeing that. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah. It's so cool looking. Yeah. So what you're saying is you want a sitcom. Is that what I understand? No. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> Man, what, what are you your... did go off on this tangent. Oh, <laughs> Lord. What are your goals? Where, um, do you see, where do you see yourself in five years, besides three years sober? Three years sober. Ooh, wow. Making predictions, That's dude. Right. Hmm. <laughs> um, I don't know. I'd like to. De- I'd like to try out more. I like doing voiceover stuff a lot. I've done a, f- really? a little bit of that, and I really enjoy it. You want to be a performer, an entertainer? Event? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, of course. That's what. Don't you, Andrew? To be a performer? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I'd, I'd never. I don't want to stop doing stand up. There's definitely things creatively that sound fun to do. I think directing would be fun. I oh think. boy, here we go. I really want to direct. All right, go ahead, Andrew. Tell us about what you want to do. <laughs> I want to direct. A... I think you're the you're the villain on your own show, SK. I, I mean, my <laughs> since as long as I can remember, it's just been my dream to direct a, an opera musical about, about JG Wentworth. JG Wentworth. It's your are. money. Use it when you need it. There we go. Finally, <laughs> so many people have been clamoring for this since those commercials, man. I got the rights. Yes. <laughs> They got the left. JG Wentworth. Uh, would you star in his JG Wentworth? Of course. Opera? Actually, I don't think anyone else could. I, I think. <laughs> now, would he play JG Wentworth? Or no, JG have... Wentworth isn't a singer. Wouldn't I be the one getting yeah. the like a, uh, an equity loan or whatever the hell it does? He will. He'll have some sort of annuity, and he'll need cash. Yeah. yeah, I need my cash. So now. this is JG. Oh, there's there, there's got to be a, a thing like that where it's. Well, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory is really Charlie about Charlie, mm-hmm. and Willy Wonka is this character. That's what it is. JG yeah, Wentworth for sure is the is the the motivation yeah. behind the main character. Not that's right. Like that's this. right. Just kind of a like, really boring. like an over, like a but like an overwhelming presence. Within. Exactly. Like Beetlejuice. Or Emmanuel Goldstein in 1984. It's not about yeah. him, but he's the yes. He's the motivator. See? It's just this financial office. That's the equivalent of Willy Wonka's chart, <laughs> yeah. chocolate factory, mixed yeah. with the Ministry of, of Information. So they're like chaos. It's yeah. just like we don't need to put stamps on anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, you guys, let me know. I'll, well, we'll come out of retirement and we'll press it for you. All right. Good. That sounds good. Uh, okay. What else do you want to tell me? <laughs> I don't I feel know. Like we, I feel like we haven't haven't delved into that which is Chad Opitz. Oh, man. That's Has he okay. told yeah. you <laughs> lately that he loves you? <laughs> so the songs you write, are yes. they... This is sincerity now. The ones in, for stand-up? No, no. Do you... I don't know how to. I, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in no way. This is this is a sincere question. This is like a person going to a blind guy mm-hmm. with no prejudice and saying, "Hey, how do you do such and such?" Being blind. So that's how I'm asking you. This is with sincerity okay. and genuineness. Yeah. Do you write songs that aren't comical or novelty in nature? Yeah, I've done some. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is Generally, that- I, the things just tend to go. That direction with me. Yeah. I tend to get goofy. Now, like... But I have written songs that are serious. Randy Newman-style goofy or Weird Al goofy? Like, more, like, nuttier than that, for sure. I love Randy Newman. Yeah. I'm seeing him... He's going to be at Hardly Strictly. Oh, is he? And I'm going... But I already bought a ticket to see him in Napa. Me too. Are you going? You're going to see him in Napa? I'm, like, third row. Are you? I'm like, I'm in the Oh, the stage the is back. too high. You're not going to see the monkey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's not going to be a chandelier swinging yeah. over our heads. It's going to suck. This concert oh is ruined. <laughs> 
Dude, I love Randy Newman. Yeah. Okay, so the music is something, but you would continue to incorporate it um, into the act. Yeah, I mean, I, I used to be really like, oh, I can't put them together. Yeah. But like, it's not like I'm busting out like an instrument or anything. I just do vocals. Right. Uh, and it's been really fun. I like having a variety of stuff in my set. Have you ever thought of, you know, and again, I'm not. Well, he, uh, brought, he brought up J.G. Wentworth. I have a bit about Robocopra. Tell me, or do you, can you not let it out? No, it's fine. It's just one of those things. I had, I've had, I've had people come up to me after the the show shows and be like, "You gotta, you gotta make Robocopra, dude." Like, and I've had like Jesse Hetz talk to me about it. It's a good bit. John Gallagher. It's a solid idea. Or like, dude, you gotta make a longer. Can Can you tell us thing. about it, or do you want to keep it under the? No, it's fine. It's like I just have a bit where I talk. I open it by talking about Golden Gate Fields, actually, and like the Dollar Days thing, and like how I like that juxtaposition of like highbrow and lowbrow culture, uh-huh. like kind of coming together, and scaring each other. Yeah, I love yeah. that. And like I want to see like I was like so I'd love to go to the opera and see like and then I do a piece of from RoboCopra. And um yeah, it's fun. And I I think it man, if, but if I did want to do it, I definitely want to do it right. Like I had some guy say he wanted would be willing to make like a music video or something for it. Yeah. But I don't know. We'll see if it ever like comes out, but you know, it, I wouldn't like want a it to be a trailer of some sort. Yeah. So that'd be oh man. That'd be really cool to do. That would be very cool. Yeah. Well, I'll continue. Now that I've got your phone number, by the way, you called me, so I'm just going to be constantly texting there we you. Go. When are you going to do it? When are you going to do it? <laughs> When's RoboCopper coming out? Now, I know you've got a show to do tonight. We're closer it's, to it's, the window. We're very close to 7 o'clock. So I would like to, because th- we had a second half if we had had time. Oh. Um, I've been threatening to do a show, because actually this the, the podcast <laughs> is actually supposed to have interesting <laughs> stuff about He's San Francisco. Threat. I've I'm been threatening threat. to do a show, like, what? No, okay. no, so oftentimes we'll be talking about different history or, or different aspects of San Francisco, and I thought we would do islands mm. of San Francisco, um, which we're not going to really have time uh, for that, but the reason why that popped into my head, I've been saying, hey, we should do one about the islands, about the islands, and not long ago, you got to spend the night... At East Brother Island, I did. Uh, I know the caretakers. The, yeah, how, so tell me because they're new, right? Because there they're was, new. I remember last year, maybe six nine months ago, there was a job opening, and yeah. they said one has to be a chef and one has to be a captain. Yep. Wow. And it's a couple. I know. I used to work with uh, the woman. <laughs> That's specific. Can you imagine that? Like we're both Isn't unemployed. It? I'm a chef. He's a captain. It's true. That's what exactly what it was. They were living in. They were living in. Uh, they were down in New Zealand for like a trip for like months. And he's a he's a boat captain, right? And she's a a cook, and yeah. she used to run a, a like a bed and breakfast in like Port Towns in Washington. So like it's just these weird skills that all like perfect for this like bizarre caretaker job. But it's beautiful. It's so nice out there. Yeah, it's really really cool. And like they just let me have they could, they have their own separate quarters off from the main house and like yeah. lighthouse. And they're like, well, you have the house for the night. So I was just all alone in that big, huge house. Were you there for a gig or did you just. No, no. I just know. I know. You them. just stayed on it. Right. And they hit me up and were like, well, we have a like Monday through Wednesday free because they like Thursday through Sunday, they have people that come out. And oh, spend, it's only Thursday spend the through night, Sunday. Just Thursday through Sunday and then oh. they have Monday through Wednesday off. And they're like, but if you contact us on one of those days, you can just spend the night there. And I had, it was like the night before. Fourth of July, because I knew I wouldn't have to go to work that yeah. day. So I was like, "Can I come over on Monday?" Like, and he yeah. comes and picks you up in the boat. Picked and me takes up in a boat. There. They even picked me up. They picked me up at the Bart station out there, and then they drove me to the uh, 
to the Did marina. you have to go out to the to the East Bay, or did they pick you up yeah. here in San Francisco? No, I went to um, Richmond. Oh, okay. And then yeah. they, they drove to the really, like, like couple mile, really rocky like uh, drive to this marina. And then they were telling me all these things. There's, like, there's this guy that they call the clown man that lives here at the marina. And he's, I really wanted to see the clown man. Like he no, just sits in his boathouse. <laughs> he sits in his boathouse dressed like a clown. I was like, that sounds so awesomely nightmarish. But uh, I, didn't, I didn't see him. Oh, he missed but, the clown, man. Yeah. Uh-oh, that might be this. Ooh. Ah, it's like, is he waving because he's a clown or just because he's on a boat? <laughs> <laughs> but it was so cool. It was such a cool experience. So you can you go back anytime you want, and would you? I mean, I for sure will hit him up. I don't want to, like, over, right. you know, I don't want to do it, like, every month. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, Probably in a couple months, I'll be like, there you are. I want to come back out there. It's well, so peaceful. Get him to, to tell you the history. Mm-hmm. You know, all the little inside stories he's probably learned. I know there was a couple caretakers were there like 20 plus years. Uh-huh. And like one around the turn of the century and one yeah. in the 1920s or 30s. They, or they like did that. tell me about a lot of that yeah. stuff. They have like they had like a board up that had all the names of the caretakers right. and like how long they'd done it. Yeah. And they're on a two-year contract there. Now, do you know how how much it is to stay there? It's if a you... lot. It's like um, I think it's like four hundred dollars. Oh, your way's better. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, <laughs> but it is really. I mean, honestly, if it's a special occasion thing, it's worth it. Like yeah. you, they they make you a meal and like uh, they give you like free wine if you want it, and then uh, you get breakfast. They make you breakfast. Right. <laughs> yeah, it, it's super. It's super cool. But it's you're also not alone. Like there's like. I think there's four rooms in the house, uh-huh. so there's four like couples that are gonna, you know, that right? Are, so you kind of yeah. that's part of it's kind of bizarre to me that you have to like, you have to interact with these other couples and stuff. So well, it seems like what if you don't get along with them and like have yeah. like, a crappy how, night? How many restrooms are there? There's only two. Oh, yeah, I, mean, I probably want to get my body regulated before I consider this. Oh, that, that was another aspect. Like they didn't like you. They didn't. You can't take showers. You can't take showers. Yeah, because it's like they there's no water. Like, they it's have all, like a fifty thousand ga- gallon cistern. They keep yeah, on but it's them. like you know, they, it's captured by like rainfall and yeah, stuff. Yeah. So like it's it's very limited. Oh, but you can take baths. Huh? No, 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 no. <laughs> so you cannot wash. You can't take a shower. But you could. They have a bath. You could take a bath. What? Okay. Uh, no, this you, is can, hard? you You can, understand what I'm trying to ask, yeah, right? Yeah. You can clean yourself with water. Um, they they prefer you not to. Wow. If you're on the island, because you're only there one night. I know. So they, I'm paying 400 bucks. <laughs> I should be able to take a shower. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, everyone walking around second night. We're like, we're ready to go home. That, the, yeah, the part that like, kind of boggled my mind. She's like, and also try not to like take a dump. You know, I was like, what? <laughs> like, I can't. Like, that's not. I have no control over this situation. Do you situation. think if I had that power, I would not utilize yeah. it all the time? So I was like all nervous when I did, and like it took. A, I, like, I was like, can they hear me flushing or something? Like, <laughs> don't use the water. So there's people going on romantic. Yeah. Getaways yeah, overnights yeah. to yeah. a lighthouse up island, and unwashed, and they're like, "Well, I don't see any reason why neither one of you would need to bathe yourselves exactly. at any point on this yeah, trip." Yeah. Yep. All right. Like, well, there goes the romance. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Super funny. Well, maybe we can get them to come on. Maybe. maybe really? Oh, I don't know. I'll, cool. I'll, I'll throw it out there for well, them. Well, let me ask you this: Did you have any fun at all? I mean, I we're, we'll, we'll accept like just a little tonight, bit. today. Yeah, here? yeah, tonight. Oh, yeah, yeah, we get fun. Yeah. Would you like to come back another time? Sure. We'll get some more, more information out of you. When you're walking okay. down, down the street, the they're the people that you meet each day. Thank you, Chad. Thank you so much. Bye. <laughs> um, that stealth cat sounds fun. 
Yeah, well, I'll let you guys know because I think we're we're recording next week, and if you guys wanted to come, maybe do a voice. Maybe it's going to be more of a party. We'll have a, uh, you know, I know there's some people just want to come here and listen to us do it. So, Mm -hmm. but uh, I'll let you guys know. I'll let the throng know as well. Although the throng, I feel. no, you have no you interest anymore. <laughs> He's like, this isn't the best of doing anything. This is no fun. They're conditioned, uh, man. Yeah, I know. Everything. They got juice. They got grapes, cookies. That's right. Cheez-its. We knew it wouldn't be entertaining. That's why we filled you up on fruit. Are you allowed to open the grape Arizona? Of yeah, that's for you. Yeah. Well, it seems so sacred. That's oh, true. Do it. Uh, so oh, he run. listens. He listens. He knows grape the show. Aid. Yeah, Grape Arizona. I've been trying to get them to sponsor the show. For, <laughs> grape for, Aid? Uh, grape Arizona. Oh, nice. Yeah, I love them. Yeah, but no, but very funny, and I know I've been jacking with you all night, and you know, uh, it's, hard too, time. it's too hot the for these jokes. <laughs> but uh, no, very funny. Uh, I really enjoyed seeing you the other night live. Um, Thank you. That was a good show. Like You're a good audience you, member. I'm dude. a fantastic audience member. You really are. But uh, love the way you incorporated, like you were saying before. It's it's not just up there, you know, mm-hmm. telling jokes. It's a, it's a whole thing. So I encourage people to go see you, and um, especially at the old folks' home. Yeah, That'd Walnut Creek. <laughs> and we're, we're pulling for you. You'll keep us up to date uh, on how you're doing on that? Yeah, and I on, think on the, the comedy competition. The competi- if you follow that page, the San Francisco Comedy Competition I page. I don't want to put out energy. Well, okay. Well, I just want you to tell me. <laughs> All right, I'll okay. do that. I'll just right, let I you I guess know. I'll follow. I'll send you personal texts. I left my heart. San Francisco. All right, let's start off by thanking the throng for sitting through the whole thing. Thank you guys for being in here. I'm sorry I lied to you. And also the throng that's listening, we want to thank you guys. And the key is remember to share. Find an episode you like and then have them listen to that. And then that might trick them into listening to more. Also, please remember the Amazon button. That little trickle helps us out. Also, remember Patreon and our guest, Chad Opitz, who uh, we thank. We're going to give him applause for being with us tonight. He was great. Do you want to plug stuff you got coming up? Yeah, just chadopitz.com. All right. Twitter, Instagram, at chadopitz. Do you have your dates coming up on there? Yeah. Okay. They're all up on the so website. So they can look at that. Chadopitz.com. Andrew, what you got going on in the different places? Well, uh, every Tuesday at the Milk Bar on Haight Street in San Francisco. It's an 8 o'clock show. Uh, the last Monday of every month at the right spot on 17th and Folsom in the Mission, also in San Francisco. And then every Friday at Piano Fight at 144 Taylor Street. Thank you very much. Oh, and let's also hope that Pete gets well soon. He had some minor surgery, and we're looking forward to seeing him back. But, Andrew, thank you very much for coming. And you should all be ashamed of yourselves. San Francisco, your golden sun will shine for me. Thank you. If you don't mind, I'd like to do it again. What we have here is failure to communicate. You are destroying the integrity of the play. I was like, we're making it pretty awesome, I'd say. Really, I have little interest in you. You're the villain on your own show, SK. I could huck a mean disc, golf disc. Uh, Look at me. Of course I've got health problems. How did you find that out, you psycho? Women and arms are huge mortal enemies. 
Smell colorful memories. That little trickle helps us out. I just want to be friends with ice cream. What are you talking about? She's in her brain. She's swimming through an ocean of sprinkles. Well, growing up, ice cream was my only friend. He's swimming in an ocean of sprinkles right now. There's nothing for millennials to do in New York. It's just a wasteland. And I want to create something where people can swim in an ocean of sprinkles. I really wanted to see the clown man. These are my many songs. <laughs> Shake it up, baby. You know, twist and shout. Alcoa can't wait. I have an annuity and I need cash now. Now I'll punch you in the face. Has he told you lately that he loves you? <laughs> Ooh, I do like Slim Whitman. There's something happening here. The Cadillac of cars. What would they say if we're together just as fast as we can? Someone pat him on the head. That was very nice. Get well soon, Pete. Save me. Yeah, this whole thing sounds so stupid. We knew it wouldn't be entertaining. That's why we filled you up on fruit. Bye. I said good day, sir. When it's two o'clock on a Wednesday, and you hear the trippy music. You know what time it is, Mutiny Radio listener. It is time for, some call me Tim. I will never time that right. I try to time it with that weird vroom. And I've been doing this show for three years, and I still can't figure it out. Some call me Tim here. First show, the new year. I am joined by soon-to-be famous comedian Anthony Zaccaro. Oh, thank you. Yay! (laughs) Glad glad to be here. Yeah, super awesome to have you here. Um, Some call me Tim. The show where we talk about God and stuff. Uh, Did you watch The Holy Grail as a child? Um, yeah, yeah, I've, I've seen that. I enjoyed it. Was that? A, was it a big part of your cultural upbringing or no? Uh, yeah, my both of my parents uh, raised me uh, Catholic, which is like a, a Christian undergrad or sure. like a Christian yeah. grad school. Yeah, sure, sure. Um, and uh, yeah, ca- Catholic is like. Um, you drink out of Grail, so you have cups. Yeah. You kneel a lot. Yeah. There's symbols. You genuflect, which is genuflect. the which is the very weird. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of different like position switching in in a Catholic Church. Ironically, not in any other area of your life if you're part of the Catholic Church. Stand, uh, sit, kneel, 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 kneel. Yeah, yeah, and then you have the people that um, are they get like. Uh, solidified in the in the position they they think oh if i kneel longer once everyone sits down when it's my, your time i'm kneeling still like look how devoted i am Ooh. and then there's like these little tiny comp, silent competitions that go through i remember really yeah and then there was a there was a guy that would stand for most of the service just cuz he was like you know that respectful um, is it is it a martyrdom thing is it a connecting more deeply with Christ's sacrifice kind of thing if it's a martyrdom thing that's really 
sad because martyrs gave their lives and you're just standing for an hour and a half. Like there's no, I don't. It's an American weird. martyrdom. We're not. Yeah. We're not. Yeah. Into, we're not into giving up much. It's like Occupy Wall Street of martyrdom. Yeah. yeah. Um, but was it a big part of your upbringing? Or uh, oh my God, yeah. Well, yeah. look deep into the eyes of Sparkle Jesus. Do you do you believe in Jesus? Um, I uh, I believe Jesus was a person. He probably did not look like that or <laughs> any anything close to Jim Caviezel. Um, and uh, yeah, he. There's no way he was born where he was born uh, and looked like that. He he sure. would need uh, yeah SPF 100. Yeah. And he has rosy he, cheeks there. They're very sexy rosy cheeks. Yeah. He's like he's like a live TV ready in yeah, that. Guy. <laughs> yeah. He's got the the rouge and yeah and everything. Yeah. Um, Green but yeah, he probably was a guy. Um, don't yeah, don't think he looked anything like that. Um, he he was. Was he the son of God? Probably, probably not. Probably not. Um, does God exist? That's that's quite the that's quite the. Um, I. I don't think so. I think it would be very easy for him to let us know that mm. he he does because like that's that's what was my weird thing with like prophets and people that have claimed to talk to God is that he always he always goes to them in private it's always a secret like you're the Messiah don't tell anybody you sure. know just I even though he could just you know hit reply all um, and talk to all of us that's true uh, I, well now I've seen God okay I've talked to God. I was also on acid at the time, yes, but yes, I, yeah, yeah. when I was inside a, a large disco ball, uh, the, the stars at night had turned into uh, an, a normal, an enormous disco ball that I was inside of, mm-hmm. and then God came and talked to me and said, uh, chill the fuck out. Like, you can totally calm down a lot. Your extra stress that you put on yourself, nobody's paying attention. Like, I'm not even paying attention. He, like, high-fived me. He's like, it's cool, girl. Like, everything's cool. Like, don't worry about it. And I was like, dude, yeah! You know, because I was in San Diego at the time, and I was, like, 19. And it was it was great. So I had a personal experience with... God and he was like a man and he was in flowing robes and he did come down and high five me like sort of like cool Jesus like like buddy Christ like it was kind of like that except he had gray white long white hair oh yeah he's oldest he's old as hell yeah excuse me but no wrinkles no wrinkles oh yeah no he came down he was like a majestic like I don't want to say Charlton Heston-esque but like he had flowing hair and robes and he came down he was like it's cool chill out so it could have been a guy from the beach that i just like or, misinterpreted because i was on so much acid for the first time it could have been matt gubzer as well yeah yeah i was gonna i was on a roast battle with him um and but he he didn't end up showing up and so i have now i just in my phone i have like 10 matt gubzer <laughs> jokes um <laughs> But yeah, and that's how it, that's how it works too, because like uh, with all the uh, yeah. Uh um, oh, to connect that back to religion roasting, uh, burning at the stake. There we go. Now Ooh, we're back. Ooh, sweet. Yeah. Now we're back. You're a witch. Yeah, yeah. Um, You're so clever, though. You are the best. You hosted Happy Hour a couple weeks ago, and mm-hmm. I was just tickled at how you, every single person, you had a great. 
you're just so quick. Like, you, you're so quick. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, even the people that weren't there um, that are now banned. <laughs> yeah, because you Because you pre-signed. But yeah, uh, oh no, it's just my favorite. Uh, it's just my favorite thing. Um, it's something that... Uh, it's something that I've done with my friends, like, all the time. Where does it come from? Why are you so good at making fun of people? But in a way that doesn't make them feel like shit. Like, where did you learn this, like, this charming skill? Well, it's just, uh, when when I was in, went from middle school to high school, um, I, I went to, I was, I went to a middle school where nobody from my middle school went to the high school. Oh, me too. Very, very few, except for my brother and maybe one other friend. Um, and it was a bigger high school than uh, I went to a very small Catholic middle school mm. um, that had like just opened. So we had like a new principal every year. It was kind of yeah. like the Defense Against the Dark Arts teacher, you know, just kind of sure. dies out every year. Um, but yeah, and then uh, then when I got into high school, I just said every joke that popped into my head, whether it was an insult or any kind of joke. Um, and so for what reason though, to get attention, or because it was such a big school, you wanted to do, like you want to differentiate yourself because that's how I thought I made that's how I thought you made friends it was by being funny yeah yeah and so but that's, where did that come from why did you feel the need to be funny and why did you rely on that even at such a young age you're 14 you're just out of junior high because I uh, I definitely like got a a very interesting genetic roll of the dice around middle school because I was kind of I was kind of overweight I had bad skin and I was on Accutane at the time All right, yeah. which uh, is the, the the drug that uh, if girls get pregnant on it on they, the back of every pill yeah. it has a no babies it's yeah. so great my roommate was on it and I used to save them because I was like I want this for an art project and you peel off the little thingy and it's it's a little round nubbin and it's a no pregnant with the, a dicker the most most warnings you will ever see on anything it's were so for great. that. Yeah, the, the little anti-pregnancy with the little red thing and the slash. I used to just laugh and laugh. You had to peel those off every day. Yeah, yeah, and then it, <laughs> uh, it's yeah, it's it's crazy, it's crazy. And then also the 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 really messed up thing was that um, it it was in like. Uh, um, the side effects were just as bad as having acne. Like wow. it got rid of the acne, but uh, my my lips were just like two ashtrays. Like they were just oh. so so dry. It made my joints hurt. Like all this stuff. Um, and then I also had uh, my current hair, but smaller and like tighter curls. Oh, so I had okay. uh, yeah. And then what movie came out? Super bad. Oh so, wow. Super bad. And caused you were a little portly. So they were calling you. They, ca- they were calling me Jonah Hill. Jonah and, Hill. Yeah. And, and he's very funny. So you became funny. Probably that's how, but mainly, mainly it was me trying to get on the same level as the the people that, um, you know, were cool in sure. in high school. And then that's kind of where I was throughout all of high school. I was just kind of the the popular kid's court gesture. Right? Was, wow! Yeah. You were the fool. You were the Shakespearean fool. You were telling them the truth that they couldn't handle from other people. Right. And right. You were, but you were doing because you're like, look at my wacky hair. Yeah. Yeah. Like I could. 
I can make fun of them in a way that no one. I realize I can make fun of them in ways that not other people could. Right. Um, sure. Like this one football player, very popular football player, was uh, um, making fun of uh, this one kid for acting kind of. Uh, you know, let's yeah, acting Goofy. gay. Acting gay. Sure. Yeah. Um, and, and then uh, and I just like looked at him straight in the eyes and I was like, well, there's there's multiple kinds of gay people. There's the ones that are pretty obvious. Then there's the ones that you know play football, work out all the time, and make fun of other people for being gay and I just like kept going and describing him and then he kind of he kind of like started to turn his head and I was like oh maybe I'm pushing this thing too far wow. <laughs> but, yeah. but then yeah so that's and then uh, in don't take down the king right right and then and definitely in college uh, my friends and I we started doing um, uh, shows at my uh, my friend's house um, and, and these are your first comedy shows uh, were you no, doing stand-up or are you just making fun of people in front of other people? Oh, no, this was, uh, yeah, so this was uh, just uh, two years ago. So I was doing okay. stand-up for oh, a little okay. bit. Okay, okay. Um, and then uh, we started doing these shows. And uh, during these shows, it was kind of more uh, laid back. So we would roast and we would, like, do kind of crowd work because it was just in our house. Yeah. Um, and then um, one year, my friend did a roast for my birthday. And then we've done that uh, at least three or four times since then. So just a lot of practice writing roast jokes and also recognizing that there's a format to a roast joke uh, which, which is uh you look like this if this happened to them right. you know like uh, i use a lot of examples with myself like i look like seth rogan mugged you and i'm the police sketch right like, right, right like paul that. giamatti that's what my boyfriend today remembered he's like yeah anthony zuccaro paul giamatti and somebody had a baby right what's right. the joke it's like you actually say that you're Paul Giamatti and someone else's love child or something. Right, right, yeah. Um, and I, I have a lot of different... Uh, <laughs> you just switch it up. You're like, yeah, I get it. Yeah. Paul Giamatti and anybody. <laughs> but, but that's the, the beauty of a roast joke is t- saying an insult to someone that the audience hasn't really thought of yet, but then it's kind of like uh, when you're relating, like in regular stand-up, when you're just having a relatable joke where someone goes, oh, I do that. But sure. instead of that, you're trying to predict, oh, what, do, what does the audience think about this person already? Wow. Yeah, Yeah. it's like a chess game. You did a really good job of answering my question, but going around around it and then coming back to it. So can I give you my thought of why I think you got into comedy in junior high? I don't know you very well, but I did meet your twin brother. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Your fraternal twin brother. That's true. Who looks really different than you do. Yeah, he's very attractive. Was he always blessed with um, the tallness and the model good looks and the oh yeah or was he so you're on Accutane and he's not no braces no braces no no glasses either I also had bad vision since I was like 12 right. yeah so he uh, took all of the good genes yeah I know we're we're, we're twins and he just (laughs) he just split it down not that you're bad dudes you have great genes you're awesome no 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 it's it's okay yeah uh, yeah he just like uh, you know yeah he he got uh, just one big recessive and then he he got you know everything Um, but yeah he got you know jaw the natural uh, like yeah bone structure his hair's even straight yeah yeah, his hair's straight. Mine is not. Yeah, and um, yeah, just all the way down the line. He never, he never really had to w- deal with acne. I mean, he had like the natural teenage amount, but yeah, he never. Like every once in a while, he get. But one, he, he didn't need, you know, a clinical trial medication for it. You know, <laughs> like I did. Um, and then that was also the messed up thing about like taking Accutane was that it would dry out my skin, and then people were like, you know, would make, uh, you know, Lizard come on your jokes. face jokes yeah, and yeah, like, yeah. yeah. and 
uh, yeah, I got mm-hmm. I got bullied for that, and then sure. so basically I. Um, I'm probably good at roasting out of necessity from getting verbally, you know, yeah, in that way. Assaulted since from birth. See, I was, um, I was always taught that, um, people, uh, ugly people get personalities. Well, but I, I just was like, I don't mean it like that because I feel the same way. I'm like, thank God I have a personality. But when I was in junior high and high school, I was, I was portly and I was made fun of and it was, I was never pretty enough and now I look back and I'm like I was a really pretty person like I wasn't an ugly person Mm. I'm like I can't even believe that I had spent so much time like worrying about my physical appearance when I could have been making fun of other people and being clever but um like I just it's you get you you gain personality through that, like through that mm-hmm. kind of experience of being bullied, and then eventually you become a comedian. I think that's yeah. just what ends up happening. Yeah, no, I, I think there's a very there's a very fine line between like a uh, comedian and like the uh, the old kind of serial killer. Yeah, which is which is that it's it's just it's just the if you if your childhood stopped right before the line of you know very dark. Right. You know, there's sure. like a. There's like a like serial killers like well, like a serial killer grows up and like kills female chefs because his mom beat him with a frying pan. You know, it connects right, sure, back sure, to the sure, childhood. Sure, sure. Yeah. Like the comedian version of that guy, his mom would just verbally abuse him <laughs> from the kitchen or something. Right. But yeah. So the yeah, there's a very there's a very fine line there. I feel like uh, if a comedian just had one more thing happen to them, if they had to, you know, under murder the a rat or yeah. or like chop the head off a bird or like there's. <laughs> it would just take right. one like bloody incident, like yeah. of some kind, and then whoops, you took the turn to serial killer. Tom Segura, Tom Segura has a great line where it's like comedians and serial killers are very similar in the way that if you see another comedian, you're like, I respect what you do. I don't do it the same way, but oh, game you, recognizes game. Yes, exactly, <laughs> exactly, very true. Well, uh. the audience does. The one thing I do believe in with comedy that always. I always have to remind myself because I can get down on myself in this comparative, competitive thing that can happen right, with yeah. co- comedians. And it doesn't have to be that way if you have this mindset that the audience has an infinite ability to laugh mm. and you and I can do it totally differently. Therefore, there is no competition because really we should be collaboratively thinking about the whole night and trying to make the audience laugh in as many ways as possible. So as a booker, so as a booker, it takes it off. This is a person I think who's funny. This is a person I think who's funnier. It's not that it's in what way are they going to make the audience laugh? And do I want that for this show? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so then as a comedian, it becomes, well, how many different audiences and how can our material so that we don't get seen in just this one way? Like I only know how to make the audience laugh this way or you don't want to get pigeonholed, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I don't think audiences um, think about how, because we're always worried about following someone that killed. Right. Um, but I don't think audiences see that as much as like, oh, this guy killed and now this this person is not as good. But they feel it a little bit, but it's not, I don't think it's as conscious as we worry about. Sure. Uh, but if there's, if there's, if someone kills... The person who's going next, I try to make sure that they're not exactly the same. For example, mm-hmm. I wouldn't put who's another roast person that I'd be like. I um, Clay does them a lot. Clay, but I'm thinking like maybe like Ch- 
Charlie Spink. No, you guys are so different. He could do puns all day and it wouldn't matter. Yeah, like let's say that Clay Newman and then you. You guys kind of even look, you look a little yeah, similar. Yeah, that's, that's happened. Yeah. So you've got the kind of hair thing and, yeah. and there's you have kind of a similar energy. I wouldn't do that. I'd mm. switch it up and I'd put like a female there or, you know, I hate prop comics, but I don't know. <laughs> like, but there's, but sometimes the audiences love prop I mean. And some audiences, maybe they don't like roast jokes. I'm sure that you've been in places where you're like doing your crowd work and you offend someone and oh, they're yeah, pissed yeah. at you. Or But the good thing is usually if I'm going at an audience member in that way, in that roasting way, the yeah. audience is also doesn't like them too right. because they've interrupted the show or something. Right, right. Because uh, so it's, it's a heckle roast. That's a great way to get out of heckling, isn't it? Oh yeah, that's the that's the only way I know how. Right, like, great. Yeah, that happened at Maggie and McGarry's a little while ago. I I have this joke about how uh, the only the only time white men ever get police attention is if their wife goes missing. That's the that's the most <laughs> true if crime shows. Or they're a serial shows. killer. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or uh, yeah. You know, the they take them on the the last life insurance policy cruise or something like that. But yeah. So I have that joke and I say so that you know my girlfriend if she ever gets in a tragic accident I'll have alibis ready because sometimes the girlfriend will get in a tragic accident and then the husband gets blamed still you know. Right. Um, and so I had then that I won't do the whole thing but it leads to me saying I'd be okay if my girlfriend died and then this woman shouts out in the audience she goes uh she, she says i lost my daughter <laughs> and then, yeah and everyone just kind of goes silent i'm like what are you doing here go find her uh, and then, uh yeah but she had been yelling out before and she was also for some reason she was filming the open the maggie's open mic on a digital camera uh -huh. uh, which i which i made fun of her for i said that's like painting a mural of a trash can it's like why are you filming an open mic on a digital camera um, and then she had a she had a fedora and like a cam uh, not a, a cheetah print vest so i called her carmen san jose i know who it is uh, i think oh okay yeah. I, because she's sort of a comic but not a comic but she tries to she's on bacon a lot oh okay okay yeah i can yeah. I, well I she, she she had a rough time that night um and while the crowd while, while the crowd is dying um from what something i said she kept on saying like uh, like uh she kept on trying to speak and i was like you don't want to do this you, you don't want to do this and then yeah so basically my i did s like two extra minutes because That's uh, yeah austin was just like i gotta Rolling. keep this going yeah yeah um, so that was that was the audience was like fuck her, which is weird because I've never heard someone say like I lost my daughter and then get like <laughs> kind of booed and like groan, you know, like usually that's like a moving sentence. <laughs> I made um, someone cry once because I did a my my abortion joke made someone cry and she had to leave. She had to leave wow. with spankies in um up in Katari. Uh, okay, she had to leave the bar. Her friend they yelled and they were so upset and I was like. I've never been so happy. I made a person cry and leave with a joke. Wow. Wow. There you I go. felt so powerful. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. It's, it's a good feeling. It's a good feeling. So you're, you're Which, a roast there's, master. There's, there's another like serial killer thing. It's a good feeling that you made yeah. someone cry made and someone leave. Cry. Yeah, yeah. She was in a dumb outfit too. It was Halloween and it oh, was like, go. come on. Uh, but my my way that I refute hecklers, I only have one way, and it's always the same. Mm -hmm. I don't get heckled very much because I don't know. I don't know why. 
I just I think don't. It's, I think it's because there's nowhere in in your in your set there's nowhere there for them to really jump in because it's very <laughs> like you're very high energy and then on, yeah. and also and very confident as well because I feel like hecklers will jump in on the comedians that kind of have like a, a Ryan good case kind of like it's kind of like a little monotone a little low energy sure. which is fine I mean it works but they, they feel like they can yell and overpower that kind of that kind of thing sure um, but uh, but then why do they want to that's the thing like well, yeah, what a, kind of weird attention story. are you yeah. trying to get that you go out to a comedy show and especially if you've paid for it mm-hmm. if it's in like a real venue or somewhere, anywhere you've paid you know you go there knowing comedy's going to be there, mm-hmm. and then you engage, and you know what comedy is, and then you engage in a conversation with the person on stage. It's like you're breaking the rules on purpose. What the fuck are you doing? Like, why? What yeah. are you... What are you going to get out of this? It must be some kind of disconnect from that. They yell at their TV screen. And so it's the Netflix paradox. Yeah. Yeah. They yell at their TV screen, which is the only reason I watch Jeopardy is to (laughs) yell at my TV screen. But yeah, the, um, and the, I've seen it happen when I've been, you know, hanging out at Cobbs and a comedian is up there and they're, they're starting to do crowd work and, uh, not really like not really heckling per se, but I've seen the, the Netflix thing where someone, uh, someone will ask someone a question in the front row and then they'll just have this kind of blank stare on their face and then he and then the, I've seen like Corey Holcomb was like there's no screen motherfucker I'm talking right to you I can see you like like and then he went out and he like touched his hand he's like I'm real motherfucker like I'm real That's um, funny. and uh, but yeah there's uh, live live performances since we're always looking at screens there could be something that's happening where live performances they they you have the disconnect of they haven't the, been trained yeah yeah um, they haven't been and trained. I uh I wonder, um, yeah, the the whole heckler thing is the same in the same category of my brain as people that talk during movies and um, that kind of. You're ruining it for everybody else. I just don't under, yeah, I just don't understand. You're ruining it, but people on the bus. There's a lot of times though that people. Okay, here's what I can equate it to. Um, people on the bus that feel the need to be on their phone speaking loudly and even sometimes leaving it on speakerphone. Oh, yeah. So it's on speakerphone, you're on the bus, and you're purposely speaking loudly. Now... You see that a lot with FaceTime as well. People just decide to FaceTime out in the world. The only thing I can think is that they are so disenfranchised and so not listened to in every other corner of their life that the only place that they can feel listened to is when they are on the bus and they force people into listening to their conversation. Uh, Like that's the only thing I can think of is that nobody ever listens to them. And Mm -hmm. so now they go to this place. May it be the bus. May it, maybe it's an open mic that at a place, an open mic and they decide to film and heckle. Like there's some, there's some other place in their life where they're no one's where their opinions and what they say is not listened to and not important. So I have to take an empathetic view maybe of oh, I see. the yeah. heckler. Like, why would you do that? So whenever I get heckled, I just look at them and I say, can I ask you a question? And they usually say yes. And if it's a man, I ask if they're my dad. And if it's a woman, I ask if they're my mom and whatever they answer. I'm like, why don't you love me? Why did you <laughs> never? Love me, you don't. These people, they love me, and you don't. 
and I kind of like depending on how they react I sort of like break down and get really like over the top emotional and that makes everybody laugh mm-hmm. because they're like I because I'm being so over the top ridiculous with it yeah or if they say yes, I'm like, then why don't you love me more? Like, you never show it. <laughs> so I invited you. <laughs> you paid to be here, and then I just can't. Mm-hmm. But either way, I can take it into a track where it works. And, and it's the only thing I kind of had to come up with it because of the brainwash back in the day and just getting, like, I was so afraid of getting heckled. And when it happened, like, there was a one time at a place called Club 93 years ago. And I, I don't know if Chris Riggins was running this, who was running it, but I was such a new comedian. I was like in my first year and a half and I got up on stage there and it was an open mic, but I couldn't remember a single joke. I just mm-hmm. completely blanked out and that never happened to me before. And I couldn't think of anything and I couldn't do crowd work and I couldn't do anything. And I stood there and I couldn't think of anything. And then I just was like, I'm sorry. I put the mic back. And then I went underneath the bar and I cried. I, I cried. I was like, I can't, I don't know what I'm doing. I, what am I doing? Why am I doing this? And people like came under the bar and they're like, it's okay. It has to happen sometime. It's yeah. okay. It's good. It happened here where it doesn't matter. Like <laughs> in the tenderloin where nobody's here. Right. It's 11 to 30 at night. None. This doesn't matter. <laughs> but like there, there, you've got to have it. After that, I was like, I always have to have an out no matter what. There's got to be something I can think of. I don't know. Do you, do you have any like really traumatic things that happened in your first it sounds like you were you've been doing it since you were in junior high not like like open mics but it sounds like you've been the comedian right you've yeah been socially throughout yeah. high school for sure yeah um and then um in my first in my first try like starting out i just had jokes that were just way way more offensive than funny and ah. i and i didn't know all of the stuff i was writing was really about those subjects and I didn't know how to do it yet. Like I wasn't talented enough to be able to get away with dancing around those topics like you have to do sometimes. Like cheesy dicks? What were you talking about? I was was talking about how um, when God God made Africa, he made it the same way that when I accidentally emailed my first draft to my professor instead of the final essay, and I had only worked on the intro, um, because I was, and I, yeah, and I saw basically saying that, like, like, he only worked on South Africa and then the rest, he just kind of, yeah. And so I'm saying that and people are just like, Jesus Christ, like what, <laughs> what kind of shit is this? And then, um, yeah. And I just had like a bunch of, a bunch of stuff like that. And, um, I was also, I was, uh, I was so nervous that I would just talk so quickly up there. I still kind of do that sometimes on accident. Um, and, um, the worst one was when I uh, I brought a girl to an open mic, which is the classic Oof. mistake that I'm sure everyone's made. Do you um, want a date in the future? <laughs> yeah. And, is this the last uh, time you want to see her? Bring her to an open mic. Right, right. Um, and then it was um, 
it was brainwash um and i was number i think i was number 15 and so which was perfect we went yeah. and we got uh, like something to eat and came back but because it was the brainwash my number 15 turned into like a 32 oh yeah from all these drop-ins sure of course um and no one knew me there so i right. didn't yeah tony had seen me like twice but yeah uh and so there was all these drop-ins and bumped, bumped bumped yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, and so that uh, one was one of the uh, worst uh, sets i've ever done because it was just nervous and and, You've uh, been there forever. You took her yeah. to eat somewhere else, and now you're there. And, and now I'm, I'm feeling that she wants to leave. Yeah, but it's I'm, not yet. I can, do you want to go? You can go, but I gotta really want to yeah. wait for my set. I'm in the purgatory of like I'm within the next five. I right, think. Right, right, right. You know. Yeah. Yeah. And um, and I'm doing that very uncomfortable thing, which probably is uncomfortable for hosts too, where the the comics will do like the um, uh, the list, like hover the drive by. Yeah, yeah, kinda, yeah. Kind of yeah. just uh, uh, looking by. Yeah. Yeah. Where am I on that list? Oh yeah. Yeah, and then make uh, make eye contact and just kind of just. Okay. I'm still here. Still, yeah, <laughs> yeah. What's going on? Let's get get me up there. Oh, uh, I'll go ask. I always um, I grease the right wheels. I always bring pot food. So oh, if I have to like, if I ever need anything, I just like you know float a little treat on by, and mm -hmm. then all all will work in my favor. That's good. But it's That's bribery. Good. I mean, so you so you what happened in the set? Did you just bombed just well, horribly? Well, I did that Africa joke. Oh, more of yeah. it more of it than I am remembering right now. There was like more to it. Um you call Africa a country. That's always funny. There's a book called <laughs> Or no, yeah, Africa is not a country. It's a good little kids book. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a lot of fun. That would be that would, but that would be a way to bring that joke home, I guess. Like yeah, my ignorance is part of the joke. Or right. Whatever. That's the only. Yeah. That's the only way that even remotely is okay. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. Um, that was that was a rough one. There was another rough one around the same time where I brought. Um, I didn't like bring a girl to the open mic. I just happened to see a friend while I was on my way there. Yeah. And then, um, and then I realized while she was sitting there that, Oh shit, I'm in this position again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Here we are. Um, but this one was you. more improvised. And then I, I got, I, I got up to do my set. And then when I came back, another comedian was sitting next to her and like hitting on her and <laughs> did it so badly that I, and I, I know who he is, <laughs> uh, but yeah, did it so badly that that uh, she just was not like not Receptive available yeah. to talking to people anymore. Yeah, yeah. Right. She was done with comedians after like absolutely probably didn't. Yeah, listen to my set. Horrible people. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. she wasn't listening to your set because that comedian was chatting her up while she was probably trying to listen to your set. Right, right. Yeah, and um, and thanks for that, Zane. Uh, ah, but, that's so funny. <laughs> and we've talked. We've, Zane and I have talked about this. This happened He's a long a time cry. ago. Um, but yeah, it, that that nose ring didn't help. Ah. <laughs> Uh, I should ask Zane how he manages to do coke with a nose ring. I don't, that's that, that's a good question. Yeah. Well, I think it's that he has a real job and makes money. It's, it's oh, there you go. Yeah, that's, that's the difference. That's how it works. That's the difference, yeah. Um, and then there was another an, another awful... I've, I had a lot of awful sets in my first two years, but... You, you really... But you're big now. Like So for people that don't realize, um, Anthony recently opened up for Jen Kirkman at Cobbs. That's fucking huge. Like, she's a person in L.A. that has a really large following. She's written a couple of novels. Mm -hmm. She's a real famous person. And, like, that's amazing. How did you... I mean, so, so when you're like, you know, I, I bummed at these open bikes, like, do you... You've sort of propelled. You're you're doing it. You're yeah. You're a stand-up comic. Like this is your 
It's not your full-time job, but kinda, almost. Get, getting there. Getting yeah, there. The, the, that's the that's the 2019 goal is to definitely get further along there. Start because uh, I just too too recently I started going to the punchline every Sunday. But I know I don't go either. Um, I'm so terrible. But yeah, that was mainly yeah, uh, that was mainly like uh, school and job related back when I was at SF State. But yeah, yeah. yeah. The, um, but yeah, so the yeah, it's it's crazy because the I got that um, the Jen Kirkman thing in a weird way because I was working at Cobb's as an usher and then uh-huh. uh, the opener was late and they were about to go on with no opener Oof. and so then I popped my head, uh, popped my head in and I was like, hey, I can um, I can do this and then my boss asked me if I had ten minutes so much that I started to second guess it myself. Oh like, no! You're like I, like I just did fifty, but you you easily have you have thirty. I've seen you do thirty. I've seen you do yeah. I've seen you do huge amounts of time. So I mean, I know that you, you can do it. Yeah, you know but he's the uh, he, uh, he's great. He's the man, uh, the general manager at Cobb's. He's he's great. But yeah, the he was just so he just has to check like, like sink or swim, boy, sink or swim. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then when I when I got called on like when I went on stage, uh, my uh, Austin, yeah, um, who runs the Maggie's mic, uh, he. He uh, was doing, he was supposed to turn up the lights uh-huh. and he got so excited for me. God bless his heart. He got so excited for me that he didn't turn up the lights by the time I got on there. So my first joke the at the biggest show potentially, or the biggest show so far is like, leave it in the dark. It's better that way. Like, just, it's better. It's better that way. And then he like frantically, you see him like turn up the lights. They go to like full and then back down a little bit. And I was like, see, told you. Um, <laughs> so funny. And then my other first you joke was. You got big jokes from, big laughs from that, right? Yeah. 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 And then my second joke was clap if I sat you because I had just sat the entire audience oh, as an usher. So funny. Um, and so, yeah, so I made it like I got the audience in on the fact w- of what was happening. Yeah. Um, and then when then this year came around and then I was lucky enough to be able to do it again uh, with Natasha Muse, who's amazing. She's amazing. My, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So funny. Um, we actually we um, in between like uh after her uh, Natasha's set, um, I I got a little too crossfaded with her in the green room, um, and uh, and I re- I forgot that I had to like go back on stage and say like a few things like the ending like this is what's happening at Cobb's next week. Oh, that's so funny. And so I was that was the most focused I've ever been on stage because I was we had been hitting the uh, the va- the vape pen and all that stuff. Uh, but yeah, it was great. It was that was fantastic. It's awesome. Um, but yeah, it's um. My goal for 2019 is definitely, definitely do more roasts and go to go try to go to the punchline every Sunday. See what I can do to get up there. I was thinking about making the Sunday thing part of my New Year's resolution. I did it back in the day. I went every week for 52 weeks, and I did get up. And it was I, I shouldn't have done it so early. It was in my second year of comedy, mm-hmm. and I should have waited because now. I mean, I'd be fine. I could get 10 minutes anywhere, even seven. I know time better. Right. I know. Like I ran the light. I didn't know where the light was. It was so, but the thing is like, I did it back in the day of Jeff Samaria and then he passed it off to this other person. So all of my time went out the window and there was a new person and then they finally let me go up Yeah. and it was all weird. And then I was like, I had such a negative experience that I was like, fuck this, Mm -hmm. but I've been comedy for seven and a half years now. So I think that five years have passed. I can go back and be, but I can do, I'm not, I'm not scared anymore. I mean, not that I was scared, but it's a, it's a big audience. And now I'm like, yeah, whatever I did Arkansas. I don't have, I've done Cobbs before. And I'm like, I'm I'm not scared of like, like I'm, I wouldn't, it wouldn't freak me out to have no, like, cause that what happened is they just like walk up to you and go, all right, you're up next. And I was like, oh, fuck. 
fuck, it sucks because you don't have an opportunity to get the people, your friends there to have anybody support mm-hmm. you. And you're like, this is a big deal, but there's no one here to see it. Ah! And then, yeah. Yeah. That's... And so like I, and I freaked out. Anyways, I didn't, I didn't. That's why it. every comedian's cover photo on Facebook is them at punchline. Right. <laughs> I have like, one. Here's, here's proof that this happened. I yeah. have a picture on my Facebook of me doing the punchline from years ago. Mm-hmm. And I just don't even show it because I'm like, ugh, I just didn't, I was I wish I would have waited even longer because yeah. now I can go up and I'll be like, yeah, good. I, you know, I can start doing it again. And I'm funny right, enough that right. they might want me back. Although Very now true. my reputation precedes me as a terrible person. So maybe not, but you have a sparkly clean, like it's anyone I've ever talked to. Like I've never heard a negative word about you. Like oh, nice. that you're no, that you're funny. That's important that you're like, no one's ever been like, oh, fuck Anthony's car. I've never heard that. Like, you're just a personable, cool guy who also, I've never seen you not have a, I've never seen you had a bad set. I've never seen you and gone like, oh, God. Like, yeah, it, I've been, I've been very either lucky or been able to, you know, um, I've been, that's one of the things I've always tried to do is just at least consistent at like a, a six out of 10 at the lowest, <laughs> you know, like, like, right. I, I, no one remembers no, you sucking. Yeah, yeah. I've like, seen you do great, though. I mean, and if you've had the opportunity to do great, and you do great in it, so right. That's, uh, yeah, yeah. The yeah. pressure doesn't affect you. That's great. You're still funny. You're like, get it done. Tell and the also, jokes. it's yeah. It's it's important to be able to. Um, realize like oh this especially during like a 10 or 15 that maybe it's not so, going so well in the beginning that oh okay I can I can turn this around okay. but I have to I got to do something yeah um, I did at the at the gold lounge I, I like did terribly for eight minutes and then when he gave me after gold lounge is that uh, the strip club no, that's a gold that's club. That's over on uh, Broadway. Oh, in uh, Oakland. Yeah, that's okay, the okay, one okay, with okay, uh, Larry Dorsey. And, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. And um, I did, I was doing 10 minutes. I did eight minutes of just like barely getting anything. And then when he gave me the light, I was like, good. Like, I just like said good. And then that got like a big laugh. And then I was able to coast on that for two minutes. And so that one, that one was like a five. Yeah, like, but like, that, it doesn't, it's what they remember. That's the thing. It's not how you started. Right, it's how right. you end. They're not going to remember. What they will remember is that guy was kind of shitty in the beginning. And then, wow, he was funny. But they aren't going to like, they're going to judge you by what you remember, what they remember. And it's usually, you know, it's the end of your set. That's like right, the last yeah. thing they that they remember. Yeah. You could, but that's a good thing to learn. You can always bring it back. One thing I learned from Natasha Muse, because you mentioned her. Mm-hmm. I saw her do a set at the Punchline years and years ago. And she opened up with um, her gender non-binary situation. And someone in the audience went, said something. They said a sentence like, they answered it funny, like, really? They said it in a funny way. And then she did 10 minutes saying whatever they said over and over again with different inflections and like repeating it and looking at people and doing stuff. But that was it. Like, and I just, it blew my mind. I was like, you had a, I think that she knew how to set when she went up there, but she abandoned her set and went with this crowd work thing and did it for 10 minutes. And, and it was hilarious. And I was like, I was just like, wow, that was the moment where I like ding, I was like, oh, okay. Now I now I get it. When people like 
have, and she's actually just finished filming something for Showtime or something awesome. And I, it's like, oh, it's yeah, about time for, yeah. for the world to be like, Natasha Muse, you're a badass. Yeah, like, I think she's going to do uh, something with uh, Two Bill Queens. I know she did that in the past, but she said on Facebook it was like something else with Two Bill Queens, which is awesome. She's hilarious. Yeah. Um, but yeah, maybe that was something that, because. Uh, um, I watch, I watch, this is the nerdiest thing I get, but I watch a lot of battle rap, uh, which is like rap battling two, two men rhyming about how they're going to kill each other. Basically, <laughs> that's all it is. Um, but yeah. And so, but, but a cool thing that one of them does is that he'll, he'll have like what he's written before the rhymes and all that stuff, but then he'll freestyle something that also rhymes with uh, what he's written. Mm. So it looks like the whole thing is freestyled, which as an audience member, you're like, Oh my God, he's coming up with all of this. So maybe Natasha had something written that worked well with that crowd work, and that's how she was able to carry it, carry it on. And then, as an audience member, you're like, "Oh my God, this is all improvised." Right. And yeah. Because the veil has not been lifted. Right. Right. Well, and that's the thing too. People don't realize that stand-up comedians do all this practice, and there's open mics, and that even before you decide to do comedy, even before I decided to do comedy, I used to practice stories and lines at myself in the mirror because I was going to a bar and I was going to meet people or I was going to a party and I was going to try to impress people. Mm-hmm. But I don't tell them, yeah, I practiced. All my- people think I'm witty and fun and cute and that's because I practice my fucking dialogue, you know? Right. Well, I mean, even normal people do that in, yeah. in the way that they tell a story. They'll leave out the fact that the nothing happened on the Uber over there. I don't have to mention the, anything about the car ride to wherever I'm going. I can just, you know, jump cut to, sure. I was at, I was at this place. Yeah. So Witty it's, story. yeah, that's like pre witty banter. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, that's also the, the funny thing about people mentioning that like the very religious people mentioning that the new Testament fits in so well with the old <laughs> Testament. And it's like, yeah, well it was written after, yeah, it's like the second Lord of the Rings just matches up so well with the first Isn't one. Isn't that yeah. funny how they're it's, in the same land like the, and the same things? Yeah, new and new and old, new and old. Yeah, um, I, I don't really think that the New Testament jives at all with the Old Testament because the Old Testament is about a vengeful, jealous God, and the New Testament is about a loving, caring, sacrificial God that wants you to still remember the old mean god that can smite you and strike you down like the, like the Jericho, like the walls of Jericho. God was like a, a dad that stopped drinking in between the new and or the old and new testament. Exactly. He was just like, I'm sober now, but remember? Remember, remember when I used to beat you up? Remember yeah. Sodom and Gomorrah? Remember me raining fire down on your entire thing? Remember remember the plagues, bitch? You remember? Yeah. Come on! Yeah. Killing firstborns. What? What? <laughs> mean, mean god. And then it's like, oh, everybody. Well, and Jesus was a total. Um, it's really interesting because the, the New Test. There's this really great thing that happens in the Book of Acts in the New Testament, and it's where you see um, socialism turn to fascism like really quickly. Mm-hmm. And it's they decide the church is all together. Jesus has gone up to heaven. Everybody has accepted the Holy Spirit. It's come down. They speak in tongues and they're like blah blah blah. Let's out to the world in Jesus Christ. And so they start the church and Peter is there and everybody's there and they say, everybody has to give everything to the church and then we're going to take care of everybody. And everybody goes, Oh, okay. Socialism. I love it. It's great. Blah, blah, blah. And then this one guy and his wife, Oh, they sold a piece of land, but they kept a little money for themselves. They said, Oh, this is, we're not going to tell the church about this land. We're not going to do that. 
So the church calls in the man and says, hey, bro, did you steal that piece of land, sell that piece of land and not give us the money? And he went, "Uh, no. And then God struck him down and they carried him out and they buried him. Hmm, Was that God? Or was that them? Did, did socialism turn to fascism? Like, boom. But then they follow it up. Uh, husband's dead. He's out. He's buried in the back. Whatever. They bring in the wife. Hey, wife, lady, how you doing? It's good stuff. Hey, did you guys sell that piece of land? You can just tell us. You know, if you want, you can tell us or whatever. And she also says no. And then they strike her. Well, God struck her down. And they carry her out. And they bury her in a different place, not next to her husband. Because now, you know, that bond has no meaning. But... It's like socialism to fascism so fast. And I love that part of the Bible. And that's in the New Testament, too. And so yeah. what does that say? Does that say socialism's bad? Or I, I don't even know how I don't even know how pastors can interpret the Bible now and and like attune it to our social mores. I just don't even know how it can be used as an instructive piece of literature. That's why the current Pope is just like, I don't know. Dude, I, I, I don't know, man. Like, I, and atheists can go to heaven. Yeah, sure. Condoms, great. Use them. Awesome. Please. Yeah. And then uh, the couple of other things like he said, um, uh, yeah, he's definitely like the, even though he looks like the um, the evil cult leader from Game of Thrones or whatever, the most recent <laughs> seasons, um, the, the, high, the, the high septum or whatever. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> yeah, but the yeah the current pope has gotten a lot of people uh, a lot of people probably angry because he's like yeah, be, gay sure like he's just all very laid back and then the yeah. last guy just quit right was that the guy Wasn't that just there resigned a black guy from Brazil wasn't he the pope for a minute I thought I don't I can't keep up with I can't keep up I with I feel like I would have seen more world. people more like Christians be angry at that <laughs> then, <laughs> like if that was, pope, yeah, yeah. There, there might have been there might have been more yeah more riots yeah I'm just I could but, be just making things up I don't know does uh, the pope so do you think does the catholic church still have I mean I guess they have relevance because they have a lot of money but I mean do you think that the pope has sort of still a dominion over this world or is that if we is it gone by the not as much as way back way back in history um for sure it's kind of like the the royal family the pub was kind of like the english royal family it's like they they're they're there they have a lot of money they kind of got their own thing going on but now they're just like fan celebrities that fanboys can be like oh prince harry oh yeah yeah like i think uh (laughs) in italy like the vatican is like a cool like place it's got its own swiss guards and everything and right. um but i mean they they have they have spears like uh, yeah and um but anyway uh yeah see this is what this is what happens when i when i smoke and yeah. I, yeah anyway we uh, can go any i mean that's the whole thing about this podcast though we can go in any direction and switch channels whenever you want it doesn't good. matter it doesn't the, the audience knows that it's it, we can go anywhere. We haven't even talked about abortion yet. <laughs> we oh, haven't talked about abortion. There, there you go. No, we don't. We uh, just, it's just about, I mean, it's, it's like, and we literally, we haven't really gotten to the place of like what you believe in now. I mean, you're not Catholic anymore, right? No, no. I, I, I'm kind of, uh, uh, I'm, I'm atheist, but I, that's just the best word that describes it. Hmm. Um, I kind of am just, uh, you believe in higher powers or a higher power? 
Not qu- not quite. Um, I I think that uh, growing up Catholic, it gave me a good sense of uh, I like I took the morality from it, uh-huh. which is which is I mean it has a Don't lot. Don't be of, a serial killer. Right. It has a lot of good teachings in that way. It's uh, it's weird that uh, there's no sexual assault in the Ten Commandments. Like that. I think that would be one of the the big ones. Uh, well, is there something no on it? Don't cheat on your wife or whatever. No, no, it's don't covet each your don't neighbor's goods. Don't cover your oh right, because, is, like, and a wife is your wife part was of the, part of your of neighbor's goods. goods. Yeah, exactly, because yeah. you own the women. Uh, sure. I love yeah. I love Bill Burr's joke about that, which is like, uh, um, uh, don't touch my bike. That's my wife. Like, that's, <laughs> that's that's essentially the Ten Commandments. <laughs> right, <is. great. laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, the, um, the morality of it. Yeah, yeah, the morality of it. Like treat other people how you'd like to be treated. Uh, f- forgiveness. Um, you know forgiveness within reason um and except for the eye for the eye eye for an eye thing it's like eye for an eye tooth for tooth except jesus negated it later he said uh not an eye and eye tooth for tooth but turn the other cheek yeah yeah which is that's that's some that's some bitch shit right don't 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 turn the other cheek like that's yeah, that that doesn't that doesn't make too much well jesus also said um the something like the uh any the guy who doesn't believe in me, I'll turn him into sticks and throw him in the fire or something like that. <laughs> like, yeah, he he was not. Um, oh, and all, my favorite thing about nowadays is all the all the Republicans that are for you know they're they're Christians, they're diehard Christians and all that stuff, yeah. but they love wealth more than anything. Right. They they love they hate the poor people. Right. And outsiders. Yeah. Sure. And it's just how. How do you work your minds, uh, do the gymnastics around Jesus, who hated material possessions and championed the lower classes, the disabled, all that stuff, yeah. and then now you, your whole life is around that, yet it doesn't... It's yeah. amazing. So it's the, probably just a show. The cognitive dissonance that that we can ha- well that they're experienced like they're just not even acknowledging right maybe. the the hypocrisy yes. of them going hypocrisy. to church every sunday and you know yeah and then and then signing laws that are against poor people exactly the week. yeah yes and stepping there was a my parents are still very very religious and my father likes to send me emails that are have a super republican slant or that are you know against the rampant liberalism of San Francisco and he sends me these these articles because he's funny because my father has a sense of humor and he's trying to sort of get me and he thinks it's cute but one of them was great it was and I just thought it was so funny because I broke it down it was basically about how there's shit all over the street in San Francisco and how unbelievable it was this man came in from Walnut Creek to have a business meeting and there was feces on the street and the rampant poverty and people living on the street he was so he was so upset he couldn't understand how the people of San Francisco just let this happen so he went into McDonald's and he got $25 of gift certificates and he gave it to people on the street and I'm I'm like Okay, Dad, it's so funny that you send me this because I know that you're sending it to me because you're making a point about the poop on the street. But what I'm getting out of it is, like, the entitlement of, like, asshole people that come in from Walnut Creek and our city isn't our city isn't clean enough. Like, you, you're all... You, there's as many people live on your block as live in... More people live in my apartment building than people that live on your block. Yeah, yeah. And they're... And, that's and and the garbage trucks go do do do, zzz, zzz, do, 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 do,
down my streets of my, you know, pretty little thing and my the Me- Mexicans coming in doing my grass, but don't do the... It's like all that hypocrisy is crazy to me. Mm-hmm. And that then he writes some article that says, I'm a better person because I gave out $25 of McDonald's gift certificates. <laughs> In a way, that's just going to create more shit on the street because you're giving a bunch of homeless people McDonald's. Crappy food. Yeah. 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 And just so funny. And homeless people say some of the most amazing things. Like as like as comedians, they even if we don't use them in our act, they just they I'm sure they make all of us happy when we hear them. Uh, Uh, The perspective. I live in the Tenderloin. Do you live? You live in Oakland Tenderloin? Where are you? uh, I live over in Excelsior. Over off uh, Geneva and Mission. So you don't have you don't have too many of the questionably housed. I mean, there. My neighborhood is like. We have the same like 15. Yeah. Like. That, that sh- hang around there. There's the I'm God guy, mm. which is perfect to talk about here. But yeah, yeah, perfect. He stands on street corners and he just goes, uh, you're not God, I'm God, over and over. And then uh, I'm inclined to believe him because yeah. I've, I've seen Bruce Almighty. Sure. Yeah, God was homeless in that movie. Um, wasn't wasn't God... Uh, um, Morgan Freeman, though. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But he was a, he was a homeless. He disguised himself as a homeless guy. Um, um, what if God was one of us? Um, <laughs> just a homeless man on a bus. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah. And then uh, I had another one that uh, he asked me for a cigarette, and I was like, Oh, sorry. Um, I left mine inside. Um, <laughs> and then. Uh, and then he asked for my jacket, and I'm like, okay, that's that's quite a step up. And then another one asked me for a cigarette, and I was like, uh, oh, um, sorry, I don't have any, just this one. Um, and he's like, uh, do you want a Chihuahua? And I was like, <laughs> oh, oh. And also, he didn't have a Chihuahua, so I was I was wondering how that transaction was going to go down. Um, and then my 